Welcome to another episode of The Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Smithy. Oh, it just doesn't stop. We? Kempe. Mate, it doesn't stop. The news is just pouring out this week. We've it's... got MRCs. We've got blokes getting called up to the office. What's oh, going on, Smithy? I don't know. It's it's silly season at the moment. It's, it's always silly season, isn't oh, it? Oh, seriously. Coming into finals. Yep. Everyone's a little bit on edge. The coaches are on edge. The players are on edge. Yep. The fans. We are. Why are we on edge? I don't know, Smithy. There's but no need for us. I think to be on as edge. a winger, I was always kind of on edge because I was going to get dropped the next week. <laughs> so I got used to living like that. Mate, not when you're scoring four. <laughs> well, that was the only week. That was the greatest week of my life. I could think I've made the team next week. Mm. Now, uh, give us a call one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. I know there are plenty of you out there. They want that you want to know what do you what does Smithy think about. The Carrigan hip drop, alleged hip drop, hip drop tackle. Is it fair? The four weeks. Is it not fair? Also, you've got Big Nelson dropping elbows. Wow. Getting nothing for it. Uh, very interesting. So give us a call. Does the MRC, you know, does it need to be revamped or do you think it's doing a good job? Also, follow us on at SEN League on Instagram. That's right. SEN League on Instagram, the new place to get all of your footy news with score updates. All that good stuff. And welcome to all our listeners, 1170 SEN in Sydney. We've got 1620 on the Goldie and 105.3 in Brizzy. Uh, and SENQ on DAB Plus in uh, Queensland. And you can listen live on the SEN app. You can also download the SEN app to listen to us anytime and subscribe to us on Apple and Spotify. That means that, you know, if you don't have time to listen all at once, you can pause, you can listen whenever you want during the week. But let's get into the biggest news of the, of okay. the week, mate. So... Where we start? Where we start? Where do we start? Look, let's start at let's start at uh, Clemmer. Let's start at okay. Clemmer. Right. So, just for the <laughs> listeners that may be out of the loop, now Clemmer has been asked to appear to the board a, a, a show call, a show calls notice. I think they call mm-hmm. it. And basically, what that means is, is something he has done something wrong that you know the it, it could be in breach, I guess, of his employee agreement. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has to go and meet the board and basically explain his side of the situation. Right. So that means there's been a complaint made against him. It seems or like it. An action or a behavior or... It seems like it. Okay. That, that's usually the process in which uh, these things happen. They don't, you don't just get called to the board. No, you know, for nothing. For nothing. <laughs> usually someone has made a complaint yep. and then you get called to the board. So what has been alleged and reported is that on the field last week in their loss against the Bulldogs, David Clemmer was asked to come off the field. He didn't come off. And then the trainer went back out there and then he was asked to come off the field. And basically Clemmer, Clemmer said, you know, go away. In uh, no of, uncertain terms. Yep, with some expletives. With some expletives. And uh, and essentially, he has been dropped from the side. Dropped from the Stood side this down, week. down, I think. Yeah, sorry. Drops mm. the wrong word. Stood down from the side this week. Pending investigation. Pending investigation, which is a bit strange because if, if it's pending, you know, innocent before proven, guilty, it'd be, it's, it's a bit bizarre that he's not playing. Anyway. So basically, I want to get your thoughts, Smithy. What is going on oh, here? Well, it's strange, really. Like if if words were if words were spoken between, you know, a player and a trainer, like that's happened a thousand times before, a thousand. Yes. I've I've seen it firsthand. Mm. I think you have as well. Absolutely. It's just it's not a new thing. Like it's just, I'm really confused as to why this is such a huge problem. Mm-hmm. Like the way the way I've seen it dealt with and sorted out in the past is that if there's an issue where a player's been asked to come from the field by the head coach or a trainer or whoever it's the request has come from mm. and the player 
doesn't particularly want to come off at that time. And and there's a bit of an exchange, a heated exchange. It's dealt with in person mm. after the match and move on. Mate. Like what are, what are we doing making complaints against our, our own people? Mm. Like what's going on there? It's just a really, I don't know, it's, it's, it's such an ordinary situation for Newcastle at the moment. Like the football is one thing. Like it's, it, they're not going great. Okay, they're not going great at all, and like even even their performances at home, like they've let their their members and their fans down at home, who are extremely good supporters. Mm. Like I've I've played games there against Newcastle. I'm, I'm now working there. I'm commentating on games, and you can see how passionate they are about their football side. And now, so we're we're starting to come to the end of the the 2022 season. They've had a bludger of a year. They're trying to get this season done as best they can with the remaining games. So now one of their their start their starting props, one of their enforcers, he's been stood down. Mm-hmm. They've got several players now being pulled in to the club to be a part of this investigation and give their account of events. Like, just what's doing? It just, like, it's just unnecessary. <laughs> like, seriously, like, how bad have the words been spoken between you know David Clemmer and, and this this trainer mm. to have a formal complaint made, like it's just ridiculous. Yeah, deal with it man to man. Deal with it eternally. That, well, that's what yeah, I mean. Yeah. Like, like isn't that the way you deal with things? Like, what do we go running to people now to dob on each other? Yeah, like seriously, footy clubs. Like you got to be better than that. Like it's, seriously, like after the matches, I mentioned this before. After the game was finished, whatever whatever needs to happen afterwards with. Yeah, you know, media commitments and and the players need to do their recovery and all that sort of stuff. Go over to the bloke after the game and say, "Hey, mate, hey, Clem, mm. can I have a word, please?" Yeah, and sort it out. Yeah, and move on. Like I, I've had a little bit to do with David Clemmer. Okay, yeah. like I've played many, many times against him, and and look, he is one of the most competitive and passionate blokes that I've played against in my career. Okay, he loves footy. He loves playing for the teams that he represents. Um, you can see that when you watch him play football. Mm. But I'll tell you what, once the game's over, he's he's a very, very respectful man. Mm. And he, he, he'll he deal with those situations the way he needs to deal with them respectfully. Mm. I just, I don't know why they've gone down this path. Really, I don't. I, I Yeah, I just don't know. And I, I'm not too sure whether we got, you know, Newcastle fans listening uh, today, but I'd love to get your thoughts on, on what's happening there with your team. I, I don't know, Kempi, what's your view on it? Mate, I am absolutely shocked. Absolutely shocked. What I'm, I'm even more shocked. Dude. Like, let's just say in a crazy world that okay, you took something happened and you took it internal. The fact that it's public, why couldn't they just say, "Oh, Clemens strained his calf," mm. and then you know what I mean, and deal with it internally? Yeah, the extra Such big news. You know, it's huge news. It's it's taken up the hot. Like all the headlines are about this with a club. Like if you were to talk about their best player this year, it would absolutely be Clemmer. Mm. And so. Let's just say that there was, like, because then there was some rumbles about, oh, you know, Clemmer may be hard to coach and all that kind of stuff. And I kind of feel like, let's say that was true, even though I don't think it is true. Mm. Maybe he's onto something. <laughs> because look at the way he's playing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe yeah. we should listen to the bloke that cares so much that he is so, pat- like, he mm. the, put it this way, his contract, portion of it is, is because he's a madman. Yes, that's right. That's literally why he that's is why he's the club. employed. Because he's a madman. Mm. And so, okay, he said some swear words or whatever. Like, come on. It is absolutely ridiculous. And 
I I feel for Newcastle as a club because I'm sure that the people that are now involved in this process are only involved because they kind of have to be. Um, if you know what I'm saying, where yep. they've, they've been forced to be involved in this publicly, when in reality, I reckon most of the Newcastle club would have wanted this to be handled internally mm-hmm. between you know the trainer and the player and say, mate, let's have a chat. We'll have a sit down if you need to. Absolutely. And we can just talk about it privately. But this whole official nature of it, to, to put the club through this when it's already going through so much when over a swear words, yeah, like what are you, what are we talking about here? Mm. Even if he's had a crack at you personally, like like sort it out face to face. Yeah, I just I just think it's just way too far, way too far. Yeah, absolutely. And now so like so now now the coach and and the and the and the rest of the team they're trying to prepare for a game this week, and this is this is hijacked their preparation. Yeah, yep. I mean, they're already dealing with their superstar, marquee, club-building, club-defining, get us out of the bottom of the table, Kalen Ponga. They're already dealing with the pressure of his head knocks. Yes. And now they've got to deal with this as well. I just can't, if, for the life of me, if I was in a situation where someone said anything personal to me, I would never want to completely implode the players that I'm with. No. Because of a personal little grievance over some words. Yeah. It just makes no well, sense. Well, it affects... A lot more people than just you and the player involved. Over some words. Yeah. Now Crazy. it's an entire organisation. Entire. You, you've, put, you've put pressure on. And fan bases. Because they're, they're all, yep. fans are sitting there going, we've already had that year from hell. Yep. And, and the only happiness I get after a, a tough week at work is to get to watch Newey yep. go out and rip and tear. What was it, 20,000 people there? Yeah. One of the most loyal fan bases in rugby league. Yep. And now they have to deal with it as well. That's right. It's just unbelievable. Cannot yep. believe it. Seriously. Yep. Some of that could have been sorted out. Well, you'd like to think could have been sorted out an hour after the match, like face-to-face, is now it's, it's in the media. And as you said, it's just, it's just put unnecessary pressure on a whole heap of people that Everyone. shouldn't be involved. Everyone. And, and like, I, I agree. Like, I've had small interactions with Clemmer. Everyone I've spoken to that knows Clemmer, he seems like, yeah, okay, he's a madman on the field. That's what we want. A very reasonable guy off the field. Exactly. You could sit down and have a chat to him and just be like, mate, can you just this or this? Mm. It's just bizarre to me. It's really, really disappointing. I I really feel for uh, the organization. I also feel for the fans. They've they've had to deal with so much. They've stayed so loyal over something so insignificant. From a guy that is in the heat of battle, I think that just for some fans, I, like the mindset you have to be in as a big forward, or even just as a footy player, mm. when you go in the field, like me personally, my mindset on the field was very different mindset to who I am as a person off the field. Absolutely, like I just yeah, you, you've got yeah. to get yourself in this like, really aggressive, otherwise you're just going to get towed up. Well, you won't be there. Yeah, you, you won't, won't get picked. Yeah, you literally won't. It's just it's just the nature of the game. Mm. Yeah, and it doesn't mean like you're you're a madman when you leave the field. Yeah, there are some. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, well, there are some. Yeah, there are what, some. There you know are a couple. Per- perfect example. Petro Sivanasiva couldn't oh, be the nicest. He is a most gentle giant, delightful bloke off the field. Yeah, on the field he is a monster. Yep. Um. So yeah, mate, I I just cannot believe it. I can, and also, you know, just for Clemmer personally, this bloke. In the most trying time, has ripped and teared all year long. All season. Smashed his body to pieces. All season. And yet this is the thanks he gets mm. over some swear words of someone? Yeah. I, look, I, I hope it's sorted out quickly. I hope so, I too. hope it's sorted out quickly and they can just move past it and get on with the remaining games. Like we've got five more games for this season. 
I hope they can deal with it really quickly, Kempi. And then, as you said, so they can move on, play some footy. The fans can just enjoy what is the remainder of this year for the Newcastle Knights. They won't play finals. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, they can just get it out of the way. Well, while we're on the topic of the Knights, you know, they haven't really recruited that much this year. That, sorry, for next year. They've got Adam Elliott. They've got Hetherington coming. But it seems like it's not real. like their forward pack. I know they've got to replace Mitch Barnett, but it actually seems like they're losing Anthony Milford. Do you think that it's going to get worse before it gets better for the Newey Knights? I know we don't want to heap on, you know, negative for the Newey fans out there. Well, look, I, I don't think the issue is with the personnel, mm. as in as in the playing roster that they've got. I think they've got an okay playing roster. I mm. just think they just haven't played well this year. I, I really do. I think it's that simple, Kempi. Mm. I really, I, I just don't think they've, played that well and you know like I think you know they've they've had a lot of reshuffling throughout their key positions this year um, through the halves and the dummy half position hopefully Braley can stay fit um, for the remainder of this year and then play a whole season I don't think when's the last time he played a whole like an entire season without getting injured Mm. so touch wood hopefully he can he can stay on the park but they they just got to build some sort of um consistency and, and, and fluency with, through those positions mm, mm. so they can start building some combinations. Mm. Like we've seen Jake Clifford, he's in and out of the football side. Yeah. Same with Adam Clune yeah. um, for various reasons. Um, Ponga, you know, he's, he's missed a few games this year through, through concussion and, mm. and injuries. And, and, you know, that's a really difficult one. There's, there's no um, sidestepping you know, concussion. You yeah. can't muck around with that. Mm. Um, but, you know, let's hope that yeah, you know, he he doesn't suffer anymore next year. Mm. Um, and, and if they can do that and keep everyone fit, like they dealt with a lot of injuries this year, they have, mm. but, and and particularly to a lot of their more experienced players yeah. throughout and the, last year as well throughout the year. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so, like this same playing group, well, well, very similar playing group, not only a couple of years ago, like they were sitting in the top four. Yes. I remember taking them on. We we in the twenty twenty season, mm. we we played them on the Central Coast. They were they were in the top four. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's yeah. it's not that long ago. Not, yeah. So they they just need to find their style of footy that works for them mm. and and just build build on that. I, I think they what they what they need first and foremost, finish this year, mm. get all this business out of the way. They need to get this out of the way, the Clemmer stuff. Finish the year as best they can and they really need to sit down and rip into a big pre a yeah. big a big preseason for twenty twenty three. That's what they need. Um, now, we've got a text here. I'm a diehard Knights fan, and I'm totally fine with the club outing Clemmer for disrespecting the team. You must set standards within the team, and no matter how good you are or you're standing in the team, you are not above the coaches or coaching staff. Ridiculous, ridiculous that there is a riff with the players. Uh, that's from Charles. Totally respect where you're coming from, Charles. I think that you may not be aware of like the environment that a lot of NRL teams mm. work in. It is not uncommon for players to be swearing at each other to G each other up yeah. or someone makes a mistake and they, you know, you, you get a spray from one of the players. Yep. This is normal in a, a rugby league environment. It's not uncommon for, for trainers to, to swear at players to get them riled up and, and get them into it. So I understand what you're saying in regards to if it was an environment where everyone spoke to each other in a very polite kind of manner, but in a rugby league team, and I can't speak for Smithy, this is just my own personal experience, mm. it's not a normal working environment. This is a very high-energy, high-standard environment yep. where emotions come to the fore often. Well, it's result-based, mm. and you're out there to win, and mm. you just do what you have to win, do what you have to do to win at times. Um, well, sorry, at times, all the time. Mm. And sometimes emotions get a little bit carried away, but 
it's the old saying, mate. What happens on the field stays on the field. Absolutely. And then you sort your st- stuff out afterwards. Now, we're going to head to a break. After the break, we've got the hip drop. Paddy Carrigan gets four weeks. We're going to talk about, is it fair for him to get four weeks? Should it have been shorter? Should it have been longer? We're also going to talk about the big Nelson Asafa Solomona. Was he lucky to get away with, uh, well, no punishment at all? Now, we're going to head to a break. We'll see you on the other side. Give us a text, 0457 736 736. Now, we've got Jack from Brisbane on the line. Jack, you there, mate? I am, guys. Can you hear me? Got you, Jackie. What do you got, mate? Um, I just want to know, oh, as a big fan of you both, then I just wanted to know your thoughts. When Carrigan went to his uh, judiciary meeting, you know, on Tuesday, he, they were allowed to argue the length of his thing. If this tackle is as bad as, you know, you know, Kempi said it during the week and everyone says in the media and the NRL says, should the NRL and the MRC be allowed allowing players to argue the length of their suspension. But so bad, just say, all right, if you do it in six weeks, you can go to the judiciary and ask if it was actually that incident or not, and then it goes from there. Does that sort of make sense? Yeah, no, completely makes sense what you're asking there, Jack. But um, I just think any time a player goes down to judiciary, you've got to remember he was referred directly to the judiciary. He wasn't given a charge um, before he went down there. But any time you go down, your you know, your defence team is always going to ask for a lot of penalty, aren't they? That's just if they're not doing that, then they're not doing their job. Mm. But but I do I I do agree with you on some part of that where this this hip drop tackle that the NRL call it and the media sort of refer to it as, I think we need to be a little bit tougher on it. Whereas if you if you watch the game closely, and I, and we'll bring Campy in on this too to get his thoughts, but if you actually watch the game closely and you watch every tackle these tackles are performed all the time you could almost find one of these tackles in every set but it's not until someone gets injured or there's a really really ugly messy looking tackle where someone's legs get caught and they get bent back over the defender that's sat down on those legs nothing's done about it there's actually nothing done about it so maybe maybe the way for the NRL to go if they want to eliminate these tackles from our sport is that they really need to, the MRC need to start going through these games with a fine tooth comb. And anytime something like this is performed, then they need, the player needs to be notified and even charged. Mm. I don't know whether it's a fine to start with. If, if there's, you know, if it's like a, a, a less dangerous, if, if you, yeah. if you want to put it that way, less dangerous sort of hip drop tackle. Um, and there's no result of injury just to say, Hey mate, we're on to you. Like we've noticed a bit of a trend in your tackling technique at the moment. Mm. <clears throat> Please stop doing this yeah. and start out as a fine. Mm. Yeah, no, nah, mate. Think, Smithy, I agree. Now, I totally understand where you're coming from, Jack, in regards to mandatory because it sends an extremely strong message of like, if I do this, I am gone and there is nothing I can do to argue against it. I think that we can try some things before getting there. I, I think some, like mandatory, I feel like, is the end of the road mm. of, of the extreme measures of like what we'd have to do if it's just not going. I think we can make some very similar what Smitty said. Um, you know, I think that refs should be penalising even if there is no damage or the player isn't injured. I think refs should immediately penalise. I think the NRL should be putting out a statement saying, you know, from this week onwards, at least give the players some time. So in two or three weeks or a month or whatever, or finals footy, if you hip drop, there will be a penalty and you may be sent for 10. Um, 
And if that doesn't work, then I think we ramp up the punishment. But I, I think if penalties started to get pinged, if you just did the hip drop, mm. I think you'd start to see players just totally avoid it. I, I think if we're going to introduce something, Kempi, I, I disagree with you a little bit there. I think we'll have to wait until the end of this season. Yeah, okay. Oh, it's, just, it's really hard. Yeah, like, you no. know yourself when, you, when, you, when you're at training and all that sort of stuff and a new rule is introduced, particularly before finals. Yeah, it's a good point. It's a good point. Like, I, I think you need to go, hey, boys, at the end of this season, <clears throat> big one for us. Yeah. This hip drop's got to go. Got to go. And then, until then, what would you do? Just basically, maybe just, if you do see hip drops during the game, reach yep. out to the people and say, yes. you know, here's a two or three third or final or whatever. Okay. Yep. Um, thanks for the call, Jack. Appreciate it, mate. Good on you, Jack. No, thanks, guys. Thank you. Good on you, mate. Uh, now we've got Sati from Melbourne. Sati, you there, mate? Yeah, mate. How you going, boys? Going good. What do you got for That's us, mate? Good. Um, um, I've got a few things, but, but um, uh, to kick off, um, just on the Carrigan um, tackle, um, I was listening to Brandy earlier on in the week, and um, they were talking about the hip drop tackles. And Brandy, I'm pretty sure he said that um, that, that kind of style of tackle was manufactured down in Melbourne um, at the Melbourne Storm. So, um, oh, wow. And, and, and he was quite adamant about it. He, he was quite strong on it, too. So... Um, uh, Cameron Smith, um, yes. Were you guys trained to do that type of tackle? No, because uh, yeah, I know, I know. Like, like, I can put that tackle. to bed I now. I, so, but, I, yeah. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest with you. Like, for, yeah, for you know, Brandy's a he's a great analyst of our game and one of the great players of our game. But I I just don't know how you can come up with that comment to say that single out one club to say they introduced that tackle into mm. our sport. I just that yeah, that's that's a little bit over the top. Yeah. Because off the top of my head, off the top of my head, yeah. I I can't ever recall seeing Brandy at one of our training sessions. I, I can't. Throughout my career, my twenty years at Melbourne, I, I can't recall. He he may have been down there once or twice throughout mm. that time, but off the top of my head right now, I can't recall him ever being at training mm. and being a part of one of our defensive sessions. Mm. Now I work I, I work with Brandy on 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 our radio station on SEN. Yeah, and he's a great fella. But to to say to single out the Melbourne Storm, that's that's really unfair. Mm. Really unfair. With this specifically, like the wrestler's been in the game now for fifteen years. To like all different clubs are pushing for different techniques or whatever. Now it is not any single club that is not. You know, there's no club that's not wrestling. Everyone is yeah. doing the wrestling. So yeah, to single it out now, that's a bit. That's a bit tough. That's a bit tough. And, and yeah, to I say, mean, I don't and, know you guys. Yep. Yeah, and sorry, sorry, okay. sorry, mate. And, and to say. And to say and to say that a club or even clubs now are, are practicing or teaching their their players to fall into the back of legs like that's I don't know I think that's a little bit over the top I, I just think it's yeah. it's just players just trying to do their best to get to get ball carriers onto the ground mm. and I'll tell you I'll tell you let's let's expand a little bit on this I'll tell you a reason why this has crept into the game is because. There's no reward for legs tackles anymore. Mm. Number one, number one, players are much bigger, much stronger, and faster, and more powerful than they've they've ever been in our in our sport. Kempi, do you mm. agree with that? Oh, absolutely. So, so it's it's for starters, it's harder to make one-on-one tackles. So you're taught to make multiple defender tackles. Okay, you try and get two and three men into the tackles to control the ball carrier. Secondly, the game has taken away any reward for good legs tackles. Mm. One on one legs tackles. Yeah. Refer you, you watch you watch the games over this weekend. If someone someone makes a good covering 
tackle around mm. the legs or even just a front-on tackle, like a good front-on tackle, one-on-one, around low around the legs and takes that ball carrier to the ground immediately. As soon as the ball carrier hits the, hits the turf, the referee's screaming at the tackler to, to release mm. and yeah. let go. Yeah. So why would, you, why, would you, why would you perform that tackle anymore yeah. when you're not so, rewarded for it? What yeah. you're doing is you're giving an advantage to the, to the attacking team mm. to say, oh, here, I'll make a really good low-legs tackle um, but you get rewarded for it. You mm. you get the opportunity to play the ball quickly. Mm. When when you're defending, that's that's completely against what you're trying to do. Yeah, you're trying to slow the play of the ball down. Yeah. Anyway, no, madness. Oh, mate, I I totally agree. <laughs> I think the reason why we're seeing it in, I, I do I do think that clubs are you know being taught how to get people to the ground. I don't think that any club is being taught to hurt anyone. No, way. no, no way. I know that for certain. I do think that there are certain there would be a lot of clubs that are like, you know, you know, this is how you can flip someone over. The difference is is when they're training, you know, say they're training one on one, it you can never it's not the same as having two people holding the person. It's a controlled environment. Yep. And the the problem with you know, in rugby league or when you're playing NRL, it is such a fast pace that those controls go out the window. And that's mm. the reason why you're seeing these re- errors by players. Yep. Um, you know, for example, Paddy Carrigan, in his head, he would have just been thinking, I'm going to flip this guy over me yep. so that he goes to the ground. And because it wasn't in controlled environment and he didn't have all the weight and everything by himself and it wasn't slow, it went wrong. Um, and so that's where I think that people yep. – some people may think that players are getting taught to hurt. They absolutely no. are not. They're just getting taught, get him to the ground – in, as quickly as can, as they can in training, there isn't injuries because it's a controlled environment. And before we before we just go to the news, Campy, like with the Paddy Carrigan situation, like I'm all for Paddy being suspended because he 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 unfortunately through his actions he yeah. put Jackson Hastings in a very vulnerable position. Mm. He had an opportunity to go in there with his arms or, or shoulders, yes, into the legs, mm. but he didn't. He chose yeah. not to, and then um, he put him in that really awkward position. Mm. Um, so he's going to spend four weeks on the sideline. Yeah, he'll he'll be better for it. He'll mm. he'll know now. Next time there's there's an opportunity to tackle around the legs, he'll go in with his shoulder. Yeah, absolutely. I think that they should essentially make it so you go in and you stop, and then you just wrap, and then try to get them to the ground. And also, I agree with you, Smithy. We need to start rewarding legs tackles. They're one of the most beautiful to watch, toughest techniques to, to handle now with the size of blokes. Yep. We need to start rewarding them. We're going to head to a break to the news. After the news, we're going to talk all things footy, including some big, big players are going to be out heading into finals footy. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Give us a call, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 1170 Now, we're going to talk about some huge news. We've got two heavyweights losing their halves partners. You've got Nathan Cleary, Jerome Loy out for the Penny Panthers. You've got Mitchell Moses out for at least three weeks for the Eels. Yep. Well, speaks first about the Penny Panthers. Now, I, I read a quote early in the, the uh, early in the week that you may feel this may be a bit of a blessing in disguise, or do you feel like, is that more silver lining kind of stuff? It's not perfect, but take well, what you can from yeah, it. Well, yeah, look, I, think, I actually think it can work in their favour. Really? Um, Penrith. Okay. As good as they've been already yeah. this year, um, only the two losses, both to Parramatta. Mm. Uh, I actually think that, you know, giving this football side an opportunity to play, say, a month or five weeks of footy without Cleary in particular and Jerome Luai, mm. like their two main men, mm. it's their go-to men in attack. I actually think when they return, like, well, for starters, they'll both be fresh. They've had huge seasons so far. That, mm. Going back even into last year, yeah, like they've been up for a long, long time. 
like Nathan Cleary, he is going to be he's going to have fresh legs. Mm. He's going to be fresh mentally. He hasn't had to pl- had to get up for games for five weeks. I know he's going to be doing a lot of training and mm. having getting himself right physically. The worst, but, but he's going to think like already after you could see as soon as he made that tackle, he knew he'd let the team down. Mm. Okay, and the and the club and the fans and all that sort of stuff. So he's going to have he's going to come out in that final series and mm. think oh, I've got to repay this this mm. footy club and my fans for um, you know missing five five weeks. Yeah, potentially, and I don't like using that word a lot, but they could possibly not pick up the minor premiership now mm. because of these players being out. Mm. Um, you know, Jerome Luai can't help having a, an injury. Yeah. Okay. But but Nathan Cleary um, performing that, that dangerous throw on the weekend, that, that could have been prevented. But I just feel that this footy side can benefit so much from these two guys not being there. Mm. And and like guys like Api Corusau and Isaiah Yo, they're already senior players of this group and yeah. they will have a fair – input into the way they play footy, but they're going to have to shoulder more responsibility now with the way the, with the football team plays. Mm. So as soon as you add those two guys back in, I just think they're going to be a, a stronger footy side again. My only concern, know. my only concern is that, so week one of the, I just think that compared to last year, I feel like the top eight is way stronger than the top eight last year. And so, oh, absolutely. And so my yeah. concern is, is they go into to week one, they're a bit rusty, not fitness wise, but mm-hmm. just just it's their first game back in five weeks. Yep, and they 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 oh, come up mate, against. They'll be ready to go. You reckon? Mate, yeah, yeah. They're, mate, you, you're talking about two very professional footballers. Yeah, and they've played at the highest level. Like they they're a part of State of Origin. They will be ready to go. Okay. Yeah. So they'll, yeah, they'll be ready to go. They'll, they'll be okay. doing so much personal preparation mm. so that when once they walk, once they get back into that side, the first week of finals, they it'll be like they haven't. Yeah. Mr. Okay. B. Okay. Oh, that's that's my personal opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Now, I, I, as I said, the only concern I had was not with, you know, I think Penrith will go on to win a few games, at least three out of the next five. Yep. But my worry was that like they get into re- week one and the team that they're facing is like a red hot Sharkies or a Broncos and they yep. get blown off the park mm. and then they they still or die next week. Now they did lose the first game last year and still want the comp, so that you know. Yeah. Well, as it stands, like let's just say the top four doesn't change, mm. they take on Melbourne. That's what I mean. If they finish first, they'll be taken on the stand. That, that's what I'm saying. Like that <laughs> top eight is so much stronger. Yeah. And so that's that's the only concern for the Penny Panthers is that they get to that first game mm. and they're 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 not facing like what was the top four last year that they would have been playing like uh, think, well, Rabbitohs. They would yeah, have been playing they played Rabbits first, who lost twice like by fifty mm. points mm. and then just came out of nowhere. The biggest the biggest difference this year, mate, is that they'll they'll play their first game at home. They'll be playing. Yeah, at okay. Whereas last year, and I know it was neutral ground for the yeah. Sydney sides. Like it they, still is. They they, they played uh, the Rabbitohs mm. up in Townsville last year. Yeah, and and got beaten, but they'll be they're they're a different footy side at home. Mm. Okay. Like they've only they've lost one game there in a thousand years, literally, um, <laughs> mate. Yeah, well, it's just it's it's incredible what they've done up there. Yeah, um, I I still personally have them as premiership favourites. Um, yeah, well, so do I. Mm. So do I, and that's what I'm saying. I I, I just think this this may be. A blessing in disguise. I tell you what would, how good would this scenario be though? Mm. And I know the Penrith fans, you know, they they won't want to hear this, but do you know who they take on in the last round? Do you know who they play in the last round? Is it Cow- Cowboys? Cowboys. They play the Cowboys in Townsville. No way. Which, you know, depending on results, it could possibly, that game could be possibly determined. It could be like the English English Premier League a few years back where yeah. there was that last game yeah. for the... 
So just quickly, like Penrith, okay, so they go, they go Canberra this week. Mm. Then they're the Storm at home, mm. okay, Rabbitohs. Then they got the Warriors at home and their last round Cowboys. Wow. Right, so and then so Cowboys, they have Dogs, they have Roosters, they have Warriors, Rabbitohs, and then finish with Penrith. So, so, so the like, there's go. an absolute possibility that that last round. So, what are what are the they're they're down by? What are they? They're up by three wins, I think. Three wins. Yeah. So you know what I mean? Like if oh. they if they drop three. So if they drop two. Oh, sorry, sorry, yeah, sorry. Drop and then two. Drop to Cowboys. That's right. And then Cowboys need to win every game. Yeah, they need to win. Wow, that would be incredible! Incredible. As a footy fan, I want to How see good. that. But Penrith fans, <laughs> they do not want to see that. Um, no. Now let's talk quickly about. Uh, Mitchell Moses mm. going down for the Para Eels. Yep. They are such a hard team to get a read on. Because yeah. I get absolutely crucified in the comments when I say <laughs> when I say that the, the, all the Para fans, oh, India. Mate, just everyone, seriously. It feels oh, okay. like the world. It feels okay. like the world's against me, Smithy. They have a lot of mate. supporters. <laughs> no, no, but whenever I come out and I say I still believe Para are a premiership threat. Oh. Yeah, people come out and oh, like, sorry. Mate, Okay. No, but so even parafans, even parafans will be like, "Mate, you're kidding yourself. Look how bad we're playing, Rara." <laughs> and I was like, "Far out, man. I'm trying to give you a rap." <laughs> I will say, I will say though. Oh. After losing Mitchell Moses, I am slightly concerned because they actually could fall out of the eight if mm. they don't go well over the next four or five weeks. Yep. Now I'm not saying it will happen, but Mitchell Moses is so key to that side that. It's it's a possibility. It, it really is. Well, he's he's leading he's leading the competition for trices mm. and uh, set restarts, I think, as well. So no, like, Sexton's set restarts, I, I think. Okay, he like he's got twenty tries. Crazy. So now with him out, like now they got to find like who's gonna twelve points a game. You reckon? Yeah, that he's who, worth? Plus he's goal kicking. Yeah. Um. So now they need to find someone to produce points for them. Mm. Um. Gutho. He he, the last couple of seasons, so twenty, two thousand twenty and twenty twenty one, he was he was outstanding in that category, um, of the of the stats, but this year he's been a little bit quieter. Mm. As far, from, just from that point yeah. of view of, of tricess, I think he's only got I think he's got about seven. You know what I think it is though. I think he he's understood that just take a step back to allow Brown into the game. Yes, and Brown has yeah. Taken so he, yeah, he's been more prominent yeah. this year. Mm. Absolutely. Um, Dylan Brown, but um, yeah, they're going to have to find some points somewhere. Whether that is now Gutho stands up a little bit more. I think Jake Arthur maybe um, playing in the halves this week. His name there is he? named at seven. So um, yeah, he's going to have to take on a lot more responsibility. Um, I, I think he'll take over the kicking duties because Dylan Brown really doesn't kick that much. Not that I'm aware. Of, Not no. that much. Yeah. It's 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 almost exclusively Mitch Moses. I think Dill can kick though. I think he's not bad. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not too sure. Yeah, I um, think, again, I don't know about the accuracy of his short kicking game, but I think Long is okay. But again, um, yeah. probably be Jacob. But these, so these remaining five games are crucial. Like mm. kicking is such a huge weapon, mm. um, particularly in these, in these matches towards the end of the year and finals. But he's only, what's he going to miss? Three. Minimum three. Minimum three. Okay. What's, what's wow. interesting though for the Parrot Eels is that currently I'm pretty sure Moses can of November first. He can actually sign with another club, so Parrot Eels have been put in this really tough right. spot. If okay. they go poorly, Mitchell Moses is sitting there going, "Well, I need an upgrade, boys." Yeah, 
Um, if they go really well, though, mm. they can say to him, mate, we've got back up here. Yes. We're all good to go. So yes. it's, it's, it's almost a club-defining next five weeks because Mitchell Moses is their marquee signing. If I personally think they have to keep him. like this, yeah. He is so important to that club. Um, but it is a really important five weeks. Oh, well, mate, the, the next fortnight is huge for them because they take on Manly and the Rabbitohs, mm. who are both sitting below them. Um, but in that, still in the hunt. Well, Bunnies are trying to stay in the top eight. Yeah. But Manly, they're trying to force their way back in mm. after that um, loss on the weekend to the Roosters. So it, it's a big fortnight. Oh, so the, we know that Mitch Moses won't be there for the next at least three. Yeah. But those two games, they, they then take on the dogs in the third week. Um, but the next fortnight is crucial for Parramatta. And mm. and like looking at them last week when they took on Penrith, okay? So so Cleary gets sent off, what, in the 12th minute or something like that? 14th uh, minute? No, no, like I, think it was, um, I think it was about the sev- uh, 19th minute or okay, something. Okay, a little yeah. bit later. Yeah. So so let's say they played 60 minutes against 12 men. Absolutely tore them to shreds in the, in the first half, oh, no. which, is, which is, you'd expect that, okay? Second half, nothing. Second half, Penrith, Penrith won. Penrith beat them 6-4. Was it 6-4? Six, 6-4, four? Six, four, second half They beat Penrith. them 6-4, which to me, I look at that and go, mm, a little bit alarming. Massively A alarming. little bit alarming. Either either you couldn't, for, for the reasons of you couldn't find any more points, any more than four points in, in the second half playing against 12 men. Um, now, we know that Penrith, are, they're a tough and gritty side. They, they hang in there. They don't mind a bit of hard work. They don't shirk it. Mm. But playing against 12 men, surely you can find more than one try. Oh, after you've just found a million of them in That's the first half. Or 30 or whatever <laughs> yeah. it was. So, so to, to only score four and then also, could it be a mindset thing? Well, oh, we've won it. We don't need to do anything else. Yeah. Well, like, I, I, hey, mate, like that. That's a poor attitude, if that's the case. Well, the problem is, though, I kind of feel like that is a reflection of their season. In the games that they should win, they don't. Yeah. In the games that they need to get up, they do get up. They yeah. love the they love the competition. What they need to do now is get in a routine of being up for every game. Yeah. Because if they make finals, they're gonna like it's do or die. Yeah, four in a row. You got to go. You got to win four games in a row against the toughest teams. Yep. It's yeah. It's and and you they're also coming out just as desperate as you are. Yes. We're going to head to a break. After the break, we're going to talk about Big Nelson Asafa Solomona. Mm. Uh, what's doing there? But firstly, before that, we're going to talk about the best hands thanks to Schnitz. See you on the other side. Time now to break down the best hands in the NRL. Thanks to Schnitz. The best hands in the schnitzel business. Oh yeah. Schnitty, schnitty, schnitties. This is the best hands thanks to Schnitz. We love our schnitzels here. Now, this week, we've got some incredible hands on the week. Like, from different players, where are you going? What's doing? You're yelling. Well, you're not yelling out holy schnitz yet. Not yet. But you're saying, wow, I'd love a schnitz right now. Mm. Uh, did you? Who did you say that about this weekend? <laughs> I've got three, as we do every week, Kempi. Yes. But one point, it goes to Hudson Young for his flick pass to Nick Chotrick, who scored in the corner against the Titans. Oh, Titans. What's going on there? Don't know. But uh, Hudson Young's flick pass was unbelievable. He's not a bad player. I reckon Don't he's mind Hudson Young. smoky for Blue Squad. Really? I'm saying it. Yeah. 2023. 2023 Holy. smoky for Blue Squad. Long way away, but there it is. Yeah, we're already talking about origin. For t- oh, it's <laughs> it's, it never ends. <laughs> uh, two points. Ronaldo Mulitalo. Uh, for he- what about some of the, the, the high catching at the moment by some of these players? Like Incredible. getting off the ground and just... Uh, un- anyway... 
He uh, he took a big leap um, above all the Rabbitohs defenders to score a beautiful try for the Sharkies. Just going nicely, the Sharkies. Smooth. Under just the radar. Swimming. Nice and... Under the radar. Um, and three points go to Jacob Caraz. Oh, Jacob Caraz's miraculous um, put down in the corner to score his third try against Newcastle. A little bit of info about Caraz. Yes. He was with the Newey Knights last year. Oh, no. Ouch. Oh, no. Ouch. Well, there's Newey's <laughs> season in a nutshell. Oh, my well God. Well done to uh, Jacob. Well done to Jacob. Come back, put three on him. Couldn't get a start. Um, oh, that hurts. No. That hurts. But oh. you know what? Every club's been guilty of letting go a player like the Broncos once let go of a... Denon Kemp. Denon Kemp. <laughs> <laughs> um, didn't the Raiders nearly sign a young Smithers? Uh, they inquired. Inquired about the services yes. of a young Smithers. Yes. Um, now, I'll tell you who else they inquired about. What didn't uh, James Tedesco? Didn't he nearly he go? Saw, he no, signed. he signed, didn't he? Yeah, oh, he got on the trampoline and did a. He said, "Nope, backflip." No thanks. Okay. Um, now we are going to head to a break. After the break, we're going to wrap up the hour, but we still got plenty to talk about in the new hour. Big Nelson, Asafa Solomona, Josh King, escape any punishment for uh, some incidences that happened uh, against the New Zealand Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get to it after the break. Uh, we'll see you on the other side. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Give us a call, 1300 01 1170. You can ask Smitty all your footy questions or give us a text 0457 736 736. So that's 1300 01 1170 or 0457 05, 736 736. Now, <laughs> Smitty. Yes, mate. We've got some text here. Good okay. morning, fellas. After losing both Bromwich Brothers and Kofusi. How about the Storm signing Clemmer if the price is right? I think Bellamy would be great for him. Pommy Rabbitoh. Oh, why wouldn't you? If the price is right, why, yeah. why wouldn't you? Mate, Clemmer at the Storm. That'd be a great buy. That's a scary prospect. In that system with a guy that is clearly win at all cost. Yeah. Well, because the, uh, off the top of my head, the only signing they've made in the Fords department is Tarek Sims. That's what I like. We'll, we'll probably get into it later in the show, but I'm a bit concerned with the Storm at the moment. <sighs> okay. Sorry, Smithy. I've got to say right. it. No, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. I'm all right. They're okay. Okay. Now, we're going to head to a break. After the break, we're going to talk about Big Nelson, Asafa Solomona, Josh King. Did they get off lightly or was it the right call? See you on the other side. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Give us a call, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy, 1170 or give us a text. We've got plenty of texts here. We've got just we've got one here. Just a congratulations to Cam for having the grandstand at Marsden High named in his oh. honour. He took the time to take a photo with heaps of the kids, one being my son, who was beaming from the experience. Oh, I don't care nice. what they say about you, Smithy. You're a good bloke. Oh, thanks, mate. Appreciate that. <laughs> no, it was a good day. We were out there yesterday up at Marsden High. They had um, a big uh, footy, their footy day on. I think it was the last home or last round of like the school um, footy comp before finals. Mm. And they took on Marsden High, took on Ipswich High. So there was, um, there was some girls... Open girls games on. There was mm. some op- uh, the open boys played. Some of the, the the lower grades played as well. Great experience. Yeah. And then the the grandstand, Mars and High. I'm very thankful and grateful for this opportunity. But they've uh, they built a grandstand on the side of the the main field, mm. and they've called it the Cameron Smith Grandstand. Yeah, good. It, it was built it was built a little while ago, but because of COVID and all okay, other issues yeah, with yeah. being in in schools and whatnot. Mm. Um, we had to wait until yesterday. It was so great. Is that your junior club? Is that why? That's my school. School. Oh, yeah, my apologies. high school. Apologies. Yeah, yeah, my high school. So, yeah. um, very different now. It, it's the can be. It's the biggest high school in the country. 
Almost what? almost four thousand students. Holy and, four thousand! And so I did a bit of a uh, I did a bit of a tour up there. But mate, what about this? Um, former NRL players working at at uh, the school now in their football program um, with with the girls and boys. Uh, Jamie Feeney, yeah, a former Dogs Storm player. Um, Isaac Luke, he's there. His son, Billy. his yeah. Bully, his son actually uh, attends the school, and and so does his daughter. So his children go to Marsden High, and his son actually played in the under 15s Marsden uh, team last night. Plays fullback, really Mate, quick. Wow, a little bit I taller mean... than his old man, <laughs> <laughs> a little bit faster. <laughs> Although Isaac was, he was a very first uh, ten. He had a great first, very ten. fast, and, and a great footy player too. He's a good bloke too, um, Isaac, um, and also uh, Zeb Taya. No Zeb way. up there. He's looking after. Um, uh, athlete welfare. Okay, um, he's okay. doing some work in that space just just to make sure that the kids are you know you know they're they're making sure that you know all the academic stuff is taken care of first mm. and and everything um, they're looking after themselves um, away from school just to mm. make sure they're on top of all that sort of stuff that that needs to happen. So, but it was a great day. The whole family was there. My brother and sister, wife and three kids, and mum and dad were they're all there. Um, we got some photos and yeah, it was great. Very, big thank you. Um, to uh, to Marsden High, Andrew Peach, the uh, the principal up there doing some wonderful things at Marsden High with all the students, and uh, yeah, it was a great day. Now on to huge, huge news. Now Nelson Asafasolomona for people that may have not seen mm. the incident. So essentially, they had a player wrapped up, and they were taking him to the ground. And as they were taking to the ground, Nelson, Wade Egan, Wade Egan, yes. Yep. As they were taking Egan, Egan to the ground, Nelson, I guess definitely tried to forcefully, you know, put put him on the ground mm-hmm. and an elbow has landed on Egan's face. Now, right. the reports were that he cracked a few teeth. He was needed to – he did have to be taken from the field. Yep. Uh, then he came back on, I'm pretty sure, and he played number six. He's been named in six uh, for the Warriors this week. Now, there has been – I'm pretty sure that there was no, no penalty mm-hmm. and there was no fine or charge. Right. I personally think – it's crazy that he got off. I understand Big Nelson's aggressive player. I love the way he plays. I love the way he plays. But sometimes that aggression can go, can just spill over. And that's a part of rugby league. But mm-hmm. if it's going to spill over, I believe you should be punished for it, especially, especially when we've got guys like, well, I'll let you get into it, Smitty, what yep. your thoughts are. Yeah, look, I, I think that uh, I was expecting a, a charge to come out of it and a suspension mm. for that tackle. Can, I, only off the back of, only off the back of, what we seen a couple of weeks earlier with Dale Finucan, saying that he he had no duty of care for the ball carrier with mm. the football, and he made a clear decision to go out and 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 um, be aggressive and and whatnot. But we've seen two examples of players making a a, a conscious decision to be aggressive. Mm. Big Nelson being one of them, and Jared yep. Warrior Hargraves um, on um, Zach Fulton. Where you know he had him pinned on the ground and had his forearm and elbow in his face. Yeah. Well, that's to me. That's that you're making a decision there to inflict some pain on the opposition. Mm. So what? So why is that a fine or a no charge compared to Dale Finucane, who, um, what he's guilty of is getting off the line quickly. Yep. And then as a result, having a an accidental head clash. Mm. Yeah, and then got charged for it. Bizarre. Was it was it because those other players didn't have an injury, whereas Stephen Crichton got knocked on the ground? He had a HIA and split his ear. Mm. Is that why Dale Finucane? Yeah, if it is, come out and say it. 
Yeah. Come out and say it because a player was injured and we don't we don't want people to see that. Mm. We don't we don't want that in our game playing players getting injured. Mm. But if you make if if you if you if you don't show duty of care to someone and you're aggressive um but they don't get hurt we're okay with that. Mm. Let's be, like let's be transparent. You know what I mean? Like I don't know what do you think? Oh, I'm saying I'm saying that off the back of the, the Dale Finucane suspension, I, I thought I thought Jared and, and Nelson would have got a week. I totally agree. I totally agree, and I agree with you as well. It's, it's like so confusing. I understand the human emotion of, you know, you see an injury and you're like, oh, it makes it a lot worse. It makes it a lot worse. Mm. But that's the reason why we have proceed procedures in place, why we put laws in place to take the human emotion out of it so that we get fairness across the board. Yeah. And so when you look at the Nelson one, not only, you know, so the Dale one, he shot out of the line and tried to make a, t- a good tackle. A statement. A statement. The amount of things that can go wrong because they're both moving at such a high pace yeah. is, is astronomical. Yes. Whereas the Nelson one and the Hargreaves one, what, what frustrates me <laughs> as a fan is they had control of them. They have more control over it. And so... It is more responsibility on their hands than, say, Dale. They, they have literally nearly all the responsibility because they've got com- complete control of the player's body. Yep. And wherever that player lands, it's because of the yeah, their decisions. Their decisions. Mm. And so that's what it. Do- I just do not understand. It's crazy how they have made direct contact to the head. They had full, full control of the situation, and they didn't get pretty much anything. Now Hargreaves got a three thousand dollar fine, which is you know, yeah, okay, it stings a little bit, but like. Not, I don't think that was enough. If we're mm. going to be hard on the crackdown, no. now, and and to be to be honest, like I'm sure you were the same, Smithy. We came through an era where that was kind of normal, getting elbowed in the oh. head in a in a tackle. Well, you got to think like he, he, Fulton was on debut. Mm. You you got to expect some heat. Yeah, when, when you were playing your first game, and I think there was a, a couple of little exchanges earlier in mm. the match. Mm. Like, I was at I was at the game. I was at Four Pines Park, um, watching that game, and. Um, there was a little bit of an exchange, or maybe a few moments earlier, maybe mm. a couple of sets earlier. Yeah, there's a bit of push and shove and whatnot. So yeah. there's a little bit of stuff brewing, but that's Jared. That's Jared. He he is he's a prop. He's an enforcer for that football side, and he's got a young bloke there underneath him. And he's just saying, "Hey, mate, leave me alone." Yeah, or else this is what you're going to cop. Yeah. Now I'm like, I'm okay with that, mm. but what I'm saying is. If, if we're going to go only a week or two weeks prior and suspend a bloke for two weeks for coming out and, and trying to do the same thing, intimidate the opposition player, mm. and an and accidental incident happens and we rub him out for two games, well, let's be consistent. Yeah, I agree. Let's be consistent. Like If we're going to go down the path of Dale Finucane didn't show any duty of care to the opposition player, well, neither these other guys. Mm. Yeah. So why is it just a – and they say, oh, well, we find Jared – well, mate, like it's not about fight. Like, what hurts them is missing footy games. Yeah, absolutely, and that's what hurts the clubs too. So, best way to stamp out that type of behaviour is take football games off them. Mm. Yeah, very, very surprising. And and I think the key for all fans is we just want consistency. That's it. Mm. Like, uh, like we can usually cop nearly any rule change as long as it's being applied fairly. Yeah. Um, and I think that at the moment they're just struggling a little bit to keep that uh, consistency across the board. Yep. So hopefully they can sort it out. The, the, uh, the Josh King thing as well, we'll just go over that quickly. But I cannot for the life of me understand how Corey Waddell can get five, five weeks. It's such a 
five Different weeks. <laughs> and then true. Josh King gets nothing. Yeah. Because you, you can't deny, you, you can't say, well, his hands went in his face because they were. Like everyone's seen it. Right there. And I don't know. How do you determine that someone's trying to eye gouge and the other person's not? I, I just don't know. If you said to me, if you said to me, Waddell is five weeks, then Josh King has got to be at least two to three. Like, mm. I, I, to be clear, I don't think Josh King was as bad or as, I guess, could be as bad as Waddell's, but it was not five weeks difference. Yeah. Like, there is not, no way. Anyway, so and hopefully we get some consistency going, but who, who knows? Who knows? Well, we I, don't know. Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> I mean, look, in, in, in you know, MRC's defense, I, I think that they've just got so many different laws and rules and books in front of them that they've got to yep. take into account. So I know I don't, I don't know they don't intentionally make these decisions, but mm. – and so no, no crack at the blokes that are doing it, but it is just a bit tough to, to watch sometimes. And, mate, I couldn't do a better job, but, you know, I just don't agree with it. Anyway yeah. – um, now, on to the Stadium Wars, Smithy. The Stadium Wars. Oh. Not Star Wars, Stadium Wars. <laughs> now, Peter Vlandes has come out. Basically, what has happened is, just catch up people that may not be aware. Yep. New South Wales Premier. So the New South Wales government made an agreement with uh, NRL that basically the NRL would keep the N- the grand final at in New in South Sydney. Wales yep. as long as they upgraded the ANZ Stadium. This is the initial agreement. Then it came out, and basically, they the I think the government may have gone to them, and they were like negotiating. Well, we're not going to put that money into. It was actually more than eight hundred million. Mm. So they went to the NRL and they said, "We're not going to put that money into the stadium. Let's handshake on something different." Mm-hmm. And so, the, that initial agreement was in writing, and so the second agreement was just a handshake of Lenny's going, "Okay, if you're not going to put that money into that stadium, we'll keep the grand final in Sydney." But you need to put eight hundred million dollars into suburban grounds because we believe that's a beacons for those communities yep. to be able to go. Anyway, long story short, from the government's perspective, the budget is much different than what they expected. We've had some, you know, tragedies over the last couple of years that yep. the government may need money for. Yep. And they've come out and said we are not going to. Well, I, I, I don't know what they've actually said, but Blandy's has come out and said that they've reneged on their agreement. Yep. They and he also said, you know, don't. Let's just put it this way. He's not a bluffer. Yes. And so there is a chance that the, the NRL grand final could be taken to Queensland. What are your thoughts on the situation? He doesn't mind a fight, does he? Oh, he loves he it. He doesn't mind one. He loves it, Landy's. Peter? Oh. Rugby league. Rugby league. He loves a stink. Nah, good on him. He's in He's in there fighting for the game. That's what and, you want, I guess. That's great. That's good. As our uh, um, a chairman of the commission. Mm. Oh, I don't know. Like, doesn't bother me. I don't mind a grand final in Queensland. That <laughs> 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 one-eyed Queenslander here, like I, I, I don't mind. Like it's like last year, fantastic. Mm. Like the grand final up in Brisbane. But more about the eight hundred million that we may not be getting now. And oh, Pen- look, yeah, Penrith has no. already been cleared to no, get look, theirs. Yeah, look, I, I was, I was tongue in cheek there. Oh, like oh, yeah, I yeah. just, I'm just talking about you know having a grand final in Queensland and how good it I'm was with last you, Smitty. year. <laughs> I'm with um, you. But yeah, look, I, I think, I think it's important that we that we try and put some money back into those suburban grounds. Mm. Like I, I think you ask most players, like the big stadiums are fantastic. Mm. But when you get to play week to week, particularly for those those guys playing at those clubs like a West Tigers. Yeah, for sure. Um, Sharkies. Sharkies. Um, yeah, I know Penrith. Four, four Pines have just been upgraded. But Penrith, I don't think there's been much work done so there for a long, long time. So basically Penrith will get their upgrade. Okay, so that's the, confirmed. But the concern is is that the sports minister, that's his area. Oh, 
Okay. <laughs> so look, I don't know nothing about politics. Don't listen to me, guys. I don't know about budgets. So you're saying they know someone? Apparently, me mate. They he was. He, he's like, look, I've got a few mates down here. <laughs> but to make matters worse, I think he stepped down yesterday. Oh no. So I don't know there what's going are. on. But uh, the key, the key to it is, is that it, it looks like that we may not get that 800 million. Now I understand people that um, you know feel like that money should be given to hospitals and and whatever. Look, I don't know what the budget is and I don't know what's yeah. being allocated to where, but I can understand Landy's frustration. An agreement is an agreement. Yep. And it's it would be frustrating for Vlandis because they actually decided to take less and agreed to, you know, they, put it this way, Vlandis has held his end of the bargain. Yeah. And it's 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 yes. frustrating. And yeah, well, and, and I think that's what it'd be. He'd be frustrated with what's happening and a little bit annoyed, but mm. um I think it'll work it itself out, mate. Yeah. I really do. Mm. And it's something that I don't think um, the New South Wales government will, will want to lose. Yeah. The NRL Grand Final. Mm. Like it's it's a huge event. We mm. all know that. Um, and it's been in Sydney for a long, long time. And I think that's they'll do what they need to do to keep it there as well. Mm. Yeah, no, no, I think so too. And I, look, I understand the government being in a real tough position. It has been a crazy three oh, years. There's a lot going on. So as I said, I don't know the ins and outs, I, but I can... I can empathise why Vlandis would be frustrated because, mm. you know, he's it's an agreement. Mm. Um, now, let's talk about the uh, – what have we got here? The first game. Yes. We've got the Roosters versus the Broncos. Where tonight. Now, the Roosters versus the Broncos, it's going to be a cracking match. Historically, it is uh, it has been a cracking match because mm. if you remember a few years ago, we were really struggling with the Broncos. Not a few years ago. I think it was like even last year. Struggling massively. And we, I think we, you know, squeezed a victory out against the Roosters. Yep. And uh, so it, it's it's almost like the Broncos get up for these kind of games. Mm-hmm. How do you see this uh, game playing out? Well, big out, obviously, for Broncos. Uh, Paddy Carrigan, he won't be there for the next month. Um, as we all know, he's been huge for the Broncos this year. Huge. Yeah. Um, since he had a, what, a month layoff earlier in the year with a knee injury and has yep. just come back gangbusters. Uh, so this is big shoes to fill um, for for the Broncos, but Kobe Hetherington replaces him at thirteen. And just before, and I think for for Kobe, sorry mate, here you go. I was just going to say I just wanted to speak before we get to the Broncos. Just some questions about the Roosters. Do you think there's too many chooks in the kitchen? <laughs> did you think about that last night? Did you? Maybe I like it. Reportedly, I like it. Do you think there's many too many cooks can, in the kitchen? Can we get a te- can we get some text and just <laughs> see what you think about that that joke? Yeah, let um, us know. Actually, you know what? We're going to head to a break. Yes, and we're going to let people just marinate in that joke for a little bit. Marinate. It was one of the great ones, in my opinion, anyway. Um, and we'll get back and we'll find out whether there are too many cooks in the kitchen at the Roosters. See you on the other side. <laughs> Welcome back to the Captain's Run. I tell you what, Smitty, the feedback has been outstanding. We're talking, Kempi, greatest joke of all time. No, I can't. Can you find that text that you said that? No, I'll tell you what I have found. It says, Smitty, send the beak for a HIA immediately. <laughs> it's no good. I think the beak has a wing loose with his terrible <laughs> puns. But a good talking point. If you want Manu with his hands on the ball as well as Kieran Walker, would it be out of the question to play him? Um Ooh. At 13, but then you've wow. got the great Victor Adley there. Um, I'll tell you what, I think they just bring him in field like they did last week. He had the most runs, most meters, I think, mm. even more than uh, Teddy. Yep. But what about that That for a combo, one-two oh. combo, those two in the middle of 
Park. Probably the two best ball runners in the comp right now. Yeah, they had a little bit of a very similar um, plan with Joey Manu as to what the Blues had with Turbo. Yeah, last year. Very true. Well, very like he true. hardly played in that centre position. He mm. came in the middle of the field. He's taking hit ups, and oh, it's crazy. Anyway, now uh, time to break down which young players are climbing up the Bailey ladders. Bailey ladders have been worksite trusted for sixty years. That's right, six decades. Worksite trusted. I mean. That's one of the best. I mean, sixty years of yep. the standards that you need to be at to to be worksite trusted. The best ladders in all the game, Bailey ladders. If you're a tradie or if you're just a person that needs a a ladder at home, go and grab Bailey ladders. Everyone needs a ladder, absolutely. At some stage, where's our ladder gone? There it is. It's over here. We got it there, ready to go, just in case we need to get anything done. But yep. who's climbing up the Bailey ladder this week? Uh, number one is this is a really good moment actually. Zach Fulton, first mm. time ever, three generations. Wow, in the one club. Of of footballers, far out. That's incredible. Yeah, incredible. Because like to think that like to to make NRL is hard enough to have three exactly. generations to play NRL. Yeah. So that was a really uh, and speaking. Um, I, I heard Zach Fulton talk after the match, and he just said, "Look, it was a really proud moment mm. when he ran out of the field. Um, I think he actually even looked at the sky mm. um, just to you know thank his grandfather. He knew he was going to be watching over him. So a really great moment. The entire Big crew of family and friends were there to watch him. Uh, but only 20. He ran for 50 metres and he got limited time. He's a goer, though. He is a goer. I like that. I yep. like that about him. Uh, 50 metres, uh, made 20 tackles. He, he, he got on the field, right? Mm. When he got on the field, as soon as he got on there, he made three consecutive tackles. I was just, like you said, goer. Goer. A little terrier. If I did that, I would have been subbed off straight away. <laughs> I, mean, Gassed. I made three consecutive tackles in three weeks. <laughs> Jeez. Settle down, Fulton. One tackle per game. Yeah, you're making us look bad. Well done. Thanks, bro. Um, In only 25 minutes. So he made 20 tackles, ran for 50 metres, and only 25 minutes of game time against the Roosters. So Mm. well done to Zach Fulton. Um, Edward Cozy, 23-year-old. He had three tries uh, for three line breaks, four tackle busts, and ran for over 140 metres. I'm really happy for Cossie because he had a bit of a tough gig a few weeks ago. And he's got so yep. much potential. A lot of those outside backs, the Kiwis coming through, they're incredible. Yep. So real stoked for him to see turn Very, around. How do you feel? How would you feel? Like this is this is like as a winger. How, how would you feel like scoring a hat-trick but then getting beaten? Yeah, it's a tough gig. Yeah. Because like you, you, like, you would think you win. Yeah. And Crazy. also you sit in the change room and you you're like got such mixed emotions because yeah. you had a good game. Yes. But you'd rather score no tries and win. And win. Yeah. I'm with you. Uh, and then thirdly, Jacob Kras, we mentioned him earlier in the show, but still only 20. Um, the Bulldog Centre, he had three tries, ran for over 250 metres with three line breaks and seven tackle busts. Massive. Huge game. Huge game for Jacob Kras. Kras he's, he's been going good, hasn't he? Mate, he's one of my, he's one of my favourite new players this season. Yep. And sometimes... Big future. In, yeah, exactly. And in sometimes teams just need youthful energy. Like, for example, you can never... Per, like, you can purchase experience in trade or whatever, but... Yep. Experience is irre- irreplaceable, but sometimes clubs just need the youthful injection. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I think Karaz has really brought that to the team. Yeah, well, you need a mix. Yeah, I think it's like people are oh, young man's game and all this sort of mm. stuff. But, but I think you need some older heads sure. there just to just to steady the ship a bit. But that's why yeah. Fox has been so great, so good. Yeah, really, really good for him because I, I actually think trade wise, in regards to players being purchased, I can't remember a winger having as much impact as Josh Haddokaho is. Now, obviously, yeah. wingers have had impact that have come up through teams. Yes. But a, but a marquee winger signing, mm. he's, he's right up there with impact-wise, in my opinion. Yeah. The great fox. Warriors with Danny Kemp? It, negative impact. 
<laughs> negative impact. <laughs> Actually, uh, it's impact. deep impact that movie. It's it's a metaphor for my impact on the um, Warriors. <laughs> Lucky I was only there for ten months. Oh. <laughs> uh, that was thanks to Bailey Ladders bringing safety and efficiency to the worksite for over sixty years. After the break, the news. Sorry, we're going to go to the news and then we're going to talk about my incredible joke. How many chooks are needed in a kitchen? Yes. <clears throat> Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Make sure to follow us, SEN League. So go to Instagram at SEN League. It's the newest sporting network on the block. It's got all the great news. All the, I mean, we've got blokes like Smithy on there, Maddie John's on there, Brandy, Vossi, mm. Brian Fletcher. They're the names there. don't end. They're, They're all, all there. there. So at SEN League. Also follow us on Spotify and Apple. The Captain's Run. You can listen to us anytime you want. But now let's get into the game of the round. Uh, time now to look at the game of the round thanks to Suncorp. Get award-winning car insurance with Suncorp. So if you bought a new car or you're looking for some insurance for your car, head over to Suncorp and uh, grab some great insurance. It's won the award numerous, numerous times. But the match of the round is the Sydney Roosters, Brizzy Broncos. But we'll get to the question I had for you, Smitty. Do you think that they are struggling to fit in Walker, Kiri, Tedesco, Manu? So you think it's like a similar situation to Melbourne last year with Pappenhausen, yes. but Hines, maybe Munster. Maybe a, l- a little bit less. Because, like, I don't think like Storm had that much of a problem because – they weren't all on the field at one time usually. Okay. Whereas, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 whereas like Roosters, like because Manu takes so many runs and Tedesco takes so many runs, mm. could that like ruin the flow of where you want to get to well, on the they field? Just, what they got to do is they just got to find the right balance, mm. really, and and just make sure that, you know, guys like Sam Walker and Luke Keary, that they're the ones that are calling the shots. Now, mm. it's it's hard to tell, say, someone like a Tedesco because mm. that's his role as a fullback. Like he's got to be on the ball. Yeah. So if he sees an opportunity, and 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 takes the football, then you just you just got to respond and back him up. Mm. Unless there's a set play that they're that they're trying to set up and they need him out wider on the edges. But if he's in and around the football, which he is all the time, mm. like, it's incredible. Like he he and Dylan Edwards are the best at it. They mm. just they are just so good at following the football and seeing any opportunity to get it and make meters or make a half break or a line break, whatever it is. They're 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 there and ready to go. Mm. Um, but I think the the challenge for the Roosters is just trying to find that balance of, okay, we know we got two really strong ball carriers mm. in uh, Manu and Tedesco, just finding the right time and the right balance to have them in an, in the middle of the field, mm. having carries, trying to create some opportunities for players around them, but then also reverting back to, hey guys, we need you out in your position now, mm. um, and and holding some sort of like structure in attack. And some formation in attack, mm. so that we can get some set plays on. I, yeah. I, I think that's the challenge. Yeah, and that's that's for those that those spine players, um, including you know you throw Joseph Manu in that because he's involved, mm. and also the coaching group to sit down and say, hey guys, how how best can we, um, you know, give Tedesco and Manu opportunities running the football, but then also having us in formation where we can actually, you know, throw some set plays at the opposition. Because that's the toughest thing. Like, let's say, let's say Manu and Tedesco are taking run after each other, and then they're probably going to get a quick play the ball because that's what they do. Yeah. And as a half, you're looking out to your. I think Manu's on the left, or mm. let's just say he's on the left. Yeah. You're going, oh, my center's not there. You know yeah, what I mean? He's not you, there. you literally yeah. can't yeah, use the right. advantage that's been created. Yeah, and that's what I'm talking about. Trying to have that balance, mm. and and maybe it might be in particular parts of the field, Joey just doesn't go in mm. in the middle. Yeah. He just he just holds formation out on his edge. 
and I, and, it, and it's important. Like it's not, it's a very different game to what it used to be. Mm. So like like some like people comment about, oh, you know, the, the game back however long ago, like it was so good. Like if you actually look at it, it's just it was almost a free for all. Yeah. Like it really was. Barely any structure. And I'm, this is not a criticism of the game back then because, you know, there, it was good quality football, mm. t- tough people played the game. But but it was it, it, it really was. It was a free-for-all. Mm. And, and the game was played so differently back then. Whereas mm. now, because defense is defensive structures and systems are so good, mm. you actually need to be in formation and, and have some sort of structure you know other people call it shape mm. but like some sort of structure to be able to pull defenses apart yeah and to be able to manipulate de- defenders and move them around create space with, where you want yeah it. with the structure that mm. that you present mm. because if if you if you, if it's just a free for all with the roosters and just go oh boys just come in whenever you like easiest defend ever well it is mm. they'll they'll have great stats mm. they'll end up with 200 plus meters and and a ton of carries but they not that may not get them a result, particularly mm. if they are to progress into the finals and they're playing against these good defensive sides. Mm. I noticed when you know, especially last year. I know that you know last year you weren't playing, but I, I did notice like a very like when the new rules came in. Did you guys focus a lot around the ruck in the sense of like when we sniff a bit of momentum, stay around the stay ruck? There. Is that something you focus on? Not really. No. Well, that that was that was actually a. Um, <clears throat> A system that we adapted, like, say you ran three tackles or four tackles, and then you got a set restart. It was mm. just a, keep attacking that space. Yeah, because okay. those guys have made pretty much. If they've made those first three tackles, well, mm. they're going to have to make another three or four now. Yeah, and it was really just what you're trying to do is just make your way down the field mm. so that you're in attacking position. Because mm. if you go set restart, that's a free tackle that you're starting with. So maybe you might take two or three more. Mm. You make some good inroads. You might make thirty. 35 metres off the next three plays, mm. and then all of a sudden you can use the rest of the set to attack the edges. Because if you chew up the numbers in the middle and make those guys tight in the middle, mm. it puts so much pressure on the on your outside oh, defenders. Yeah. Because yeah. You, you, th- those middlemen who, when they're fresh, they're able to get good line speed, they're able to um, make the ball plays play early, which allows the outside defenders, the edge defenders, to adjust and, and, and um, number up out wide. Mm. But when they don't, do that and you see you see you know the halves and the ball players be able to go deep to carry the ball deep into a defensive line commit defenders and then play to their outside man that's when that's how overlaps are created mm. so i think that's that's definitely a ploy like i think it's green lights for the roosters in particular when they've got those two guys there if they get set restarts i think joseph manu should be coming in straight away mm. for a carry yeah cuz like i just noticed with the storm is like the the pace at which it's almost like he's all went into overdrive. As yeah. soon as you got a sniff through the middle that there was a yeah, bit of loose, you just you just all just piled through. through there. Yeah, just piled through. Even mm. like on the line, you know, it would look like you would almost go, "How did they so quickly set up that shape where you know mm. you've got a a short runner and then you've got a long runner, and obviously the space is outside the because of the the spacing between the defenders." Um, and so I wonder with the Roosters is that, like, could they use that to their advantage of just get Teddy, just get people pouring through the middle? Yeah. Um, well, he does that so well at the moment oh, mate, already. So good. But the, all they need to do is just recognise that opportunity of momentum through mm. the middle and then go bang, 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 and then hit them on the edge. Yep. That's just really, that's as simple as rugby league gets, mm. is to try and build momentum, get defences on the back foot, and then attack. Yeah. 
which they oh, I think they can do. And this is mate, this is going to be a great game, cracking game, great game. And I know we we spoke about Pat Carrigan not be there, not being there, but they'll be stinging. Oh. Stinging off the back of that performance last week, it'd be interesting to know what, what you thought of that. But yeah, um, mate, was... Selwyn Cobo back, yep. huge in, huge. Um, um, Delouise Hoyter, he goes to the reserves. Jakey Turpin, he's been recalled to the bench, and so Corey Pakes is out. But um, this will be a great match. There you go. Being in Sydney, though, might have to tip the Roosters. Oh, Smithy, what's doing? And Paddy, Paddy being out too as well. I'm going the Bronx. Bronx to bounce back last week. Very disappointing. Yep. Uh, very, very disappointing. And I think that you know it was the first, probably the first time, the all one of the only times this year where I was disappointed with the result. Uh, disappointed with the performance. Yeah. Result is irrelevant. It's just the way that we perform. Now, yep. on to the Storm versus Tides. Now, my concern at the moment, Smithy, mm-hmm. is. The to- it's not only you know, the fact that you know the Storm are missing so many players, but first of all, I think next year they haven't probably recruited enough to mm-hmm. fill the voids that have been left. Mm-hmm. But also, I I just feel like watch watch the week on the weekend that th- they just seem tired. They mm. seem tired. I, I I don't know if they were or whatever. They just didn't have the same energy as normally a Storm team does. Yeah. Well, it's difficult. Like and and Pen- Penrith are probably. You know, feeling a little bit of that this year as well. Like mm. when you're at the top for so long, it's 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 hard. Yeah. It's actually harder staying at the top than oh. what it is getting there. Yeah. Um, because you become a target for every team, mm. and not just every team. You you become a target for everybody in the game. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know they have high expectations. They've got standards that they believe you need to be at every week. Mm. And as soon as you're not there, they're, they're trying to pick you to pieces. Yeah. And again, like there's a bit of tall poppy stuff going on too, where people mm. are just trying to drag you down, um, whichever way they can. Mm. But um, I agree, I agree. And and you look at look at the roster as well, mate. Particularly through, um, you know, the the forward pack of of the Storm, like they're not getting younger. Mm. These guys are coming sort of towards the end of the, their careers, and they've played a lot of football. Um, not saying they're not playing well, but if you if you're talking about maybe being a little fatigued, like. They play. They spent two years um, out of home. Mm. They played a lot of football. They've gone all the way to the end, nearly in both of those years. Yeah. And their teams are up for them every week. Mm. So it's really hard to stay at the very top mm. all the time. It's almost like being in your, in, a, in your car and having it redline the whole time. At some stage, yeah, the engine is going to stop. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Yeah. If it, we were talking metaphors before about you, you know, chook in the kitchen, but <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like that's what yep. it's like. Like when you're when you've got it redlining for a long time, it's not going to just continue doing that forever. Mm. At some stage, something has got to give. Yeah. Now, like they're, they're doing their best. They've been smashed by injuries. I've never seen an injury toll like it at the Storm. Mm. I know we've dealt with some over the years, but particularly in their outside backs, it's been decimated, their outside oh. backs, which is why they've um, done done the loan deal uh, for Nofaluma to go down there, which I think is great. Um, but, yeah, like it's just – it's it's been a difficult, difficult season for the Storm for, for many, many reasons. Oh, but this week, you know, Brandon Smith comes back. He's got a lot to make up for. Mm. So much so. He spoke during the week. He was he was ousted. Ousted from the training from, from group. the group. Mate, he would have been bouncing who's... off the walls. Yeah. That would have been Craig Bellamy for sure. <laughs> oh, he made that decision. Tough he would have gig. been a little bit disappointed with that. But um, So another one's gone down. Nick Meaney. Yeah. He had a, um, a, a knock to the head from the weekend. Um, so Tyron Wishard, he comes in, replaces him. Nofaluma, I think, uh, really excited to see what he's going to do. 
uh, making his club debut on the wing. Um, Xavier Coates, he's, he could play. Makes a big Had difference. Had a stint on sideline with a synesmosis injury. But, yeah. um, look, I, I, I think I think they'll be too strong for Gold Coast Titans. Jaden Campbell, huge positive for the Titans. He goes back to fullback. He, mate, he's such a good young player. Mm. So good. AJ Brimson to 5'8". Uh, Tanner Boyd, who I know they haven't had good results, but he's mm. been you know, shining light for the Titans over the last few weeks. He goes to halfback. Toby Sexton out. I think Storm get this done at Melbourne. Yeah, I do too. Uh, just quickly, uh, thoughts on the Titans right now. Is it just hold your nerve with this young group? Or? Uh, yeah, I think it is. And I think at the moment it is, hey, boys, let's 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 try and finish this year as best we can. Mm. Um, as best we can. And I think they have to have some very, very tough conversations at the end of this season. Mm. With reviewing their, their, their year. Yeah, where it went wrong for them, and how they need to put this season behind them and get on to twenty twenty three, the preparation for twenty twenty three, how they're going to bounce back mm. and put themselves back into finals contention like they were in twenty twenty one. Yep, mate, totally agree. We're going to head to a break. After the break, we're going to get through your texts, so make sure to text in oh four five seven seven three six seven three six, and we'll see you on the other side. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Smitty, we've got a thousand texts here. A thousand texts. We got plenty. We got plenty. I'll start with this one. Um, hey, uh, get a beacon goat. Hey, Smithy, get a Ford. It'll redline all day without breaking. Oh, mate, you are kidding yourself. <laughs> who was that? Oh, who, who was that from? You've got the hiccups. Got the hiccups He's now. gone. I'm gone. I was, uh, great show. Thanks, Cameron. Balkum Hills. No. Mate, I'm I'm a Holden man. I'm sorry. You're a Holden man? I'm a Holden man. Okay, okay. Love me, Holdens. Now, Beak Smithy. Fellas, I'm just wondering if either of you have any cheeky kangaroos smoking for the World Cup. Ooh, who you got? They got a big squad. Uh, He's personally thinking. Hudson Young, Ruben Cotter. I am well. Uh, I am well. This one's completely out of the field, but Aaron Shop could get a call on her experiences being a part of the 30-man squad. Um, I am going to go smoky for me is Joseph Suwali'i. Really? Think he'll make it? Yeah. Think he'll make it? Well, because Tupo's not playing. Tupo, To'o, both not playing. No. So you've got Dan Gagai, Valentine Holmes that will probably fight for that spot. Fox will be there. Fox will be there for sure. Tom Trevojevic, um, he may be there. If he's not there, you'd probably put Val in the centres. Mm. And so basically fighting with Dan Gagai for that wing spot, I'd say, unless there's someone I'm forgetting. Apologies. Straight in. Um, you he, could, could, he could be, possibly be a player that plays for Australia before they play State of Origin. Wow. wow. There's been a few of them. Yeah. There's been a few. Uh, I'd say, I, I'd, I agree, I'd put Ruben Cotter in. Cotter? Chuck him in there, mate. Squad or 17? Put him in the squad. Yeah, I agree. Give him a couple of He's games. He's a goer. He's a goer. I think Paddy Carrigan will be there. He's got to yeah. be there, surely. Yep. Um, yeah, outside of that, I think, I mean, well, Payne Huss will probably play. You've got Junior Bolo. He'll play. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I reckon the Smokies for me personally. There'll be a few. Paddy Carrigan and Suwali'i. That there one's Smokies. Go. I'm, I'm chucking Rubes in. Now, uh, what else we got here? Hey, lads, for the Smithy, what do you put it down for playing so long, especially in the middle? Was it nutrition? <laughs> <laughs> well, certainly not at the beginning of my career. Mm. It was awful. I, I really didn't prioritise nutrition early. Yes. Like I ate a lot of junk food. Mm. And, I, and I'm not – That's that's. Don't please don't – Think that that's a good um, thing. On advocating doing that for particularly young kids, but mm. I, I just got away with it as a younger player. Mm. 
Um, and we didn't, we weren't educated as much. Back not then. as much. Yeah. No, on health and nutrition. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, you know what? It's well, we trained hard. I, mm. That's no secret with with Melbourne and and all clubs do. But you know, we got put through some pretty grueling pre seasons down there. I think that has a lot to do with it. Uh, most part of it, um, me playing so long, but um, luck as well. There's mm. no doubt about that. Like mm. I, I, I put my hand up and say, look, I was, I was very lucky to get through the games I got through without facing too many major injuries. Now we're going to head to a break. After the break, we've got a whole round to preview, a whole round to preview. Plus, we're going to talk about things like what's going on at the Dragons? Can they get the job done? Can Manly fight their way into the eight? We'll see you on the other side. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Give us a call, one 1170 or text us 0457-736-736 or give at SEN League a follow on Instagram. The, it's the new place to get all your footy news, at SEN League on Instagram. Now, text here. I would like to know Smitty's thoughts on Josh Hodgson playing the nine for the Eels next year and whether it will be a good move. Oh, fantastic. Mm. I, I think he's a, a, a wonderful footballer. He's just been run down by like, two ACLs in the last, what, three or four seasons? I think it is. So really unfortunate um, period of time for, for Josh. But before that, like he, he was... In the top handful of dummy halves in the competition, and mm. and and was a big part of you know the Raiders going all the way to the grand final. Yep, uh, two thousand and nineteen, mm. I think it was. So um, yeah, look, I think that's a great pickup for Parramatta, but they are losing a few quality players. Yeah, they um, are. It's going to be interesting seeing the dynamic between a dominant player like Hodgson and a dominant player like Mitch uh, Moses. Yeah, very interesting. But I think you'll do good things up there. Yeah, I think it's a great pickup. A great pickup. We're going to head to a break. After the break, we've got plenty to preview. We've got the Seagulls versus the Eels. We've got the South Sydney Rabbitohs versus... After the break, we'll see you on the other side. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Now, we've got some huge games here. Manly Seagulls versus the Para Eels. We honestly don't know how this is going to play out because <laughs> the Para Eels could come out and be incredible, whereas Manly... They were competitive without seven of their starting players. Now, all of those players come back in the starting side. Josh Aloya is still out with a knee injury, but Ben Trevojevic returns from concussion. Schuster is the 18th man. Very interesting. The guy that they've decided is going to be their sixth next year is struggling to make the 17 now when, you know, on their crazy run last year, he was a big part of it. Is there a concern there with the, that relationship? Well, or? I don't. Yeah, I, I just don't understand that. How you have a guy saying, "Mate, you are our six next year," but mm. we can't find a spot in the seventeen. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but I'm with you as well. Like you just, the uncertainty around this game is off previous performances. Like mm. Parramatta, you just don't know what team's going to turn up. Yep. Manly seemed to be able to put together quality forty minutes of football mm. and then not play out the eighty. Like they did that against um, Cowboys. They did it mm-hmm. against Storm. Um, you just don't know. Off the back of last week, though, I thought their their effort and their attitude when they were down on troops severely as far as you know, their regulars that play in that footy side, mm. I thought they were fantastic yeah. and really took it to the Roosters, particularly their middles. I thought their forward pack, Manly's forward pack, really had a crack last week. Yep. And I'd I think love it was the best game all year. I'd love to see them to have that approach every every week. And mm. and you know, of course, they they knew they knew going into that game that they had to stand up because they were down on troops and whatnot. But um, 
if they if they take that same attitude and start the way they did, like they did against the Roosters, mm. they'll, they'll they'll have a, a pretty successful back end of this season. Mm. It, it was only the Roosters were smart. They attacked their inexperienced wingers. They had two wingers on debut, mm. and that's where they scored most of their points in yeah. around those wingers. But yeah, I, look, I think with Mitch Moses out and and watching the way Parramatta <clears throat> struggled to finish off a twelve men outfit in mm. in Penrith last week. With, with with players back like Saab and Tui Pilotu, um Tolotau Cole is back in, Olakawatu and Sipley, oh, I think they can win this match. Mm. I, I think they can win. I, can, I think they can beat Parramatta. I agree. I agree. And, and what was really interesting about last week for Manly is that the Manly forward pack isn't known to be super aggressive. It's still it's a great forward pack. Yes. But it's more about getting through its work, you know, trying to... Yeah, of course. You know, getting through your work and just... Being solid in defence, mm-hmm. whereas that that new attitude that they rocked it, rocked up with last week, if they can keep that, it, they go from you know maybe making the eight in my opinion to mm. definitely making the eight. If they yep. can keep that same super hyper aggressive shooting off the line, hitting blokes, yep. I, I really like that style of footy from Manly, especially if they get all these guns back. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on top of all that, if they could if that could change. The, the culture of that forward pack to be like that all the time. Imagine yep. Tommy Troy was behind a forward pack like that. Oh, unbelievable. It'd be incredible. Unbelievable. Um, to, to, to para quickly, look, I understand that they, they came out and they played really well in the first half, um, especially the first 20, but it, it's just super concerning that against 12 men, they were unable to really fire a shot. It was 6-4. Yeah. Well, they lost. They lost it. I they just, lost the second half. You know, I understand fans, it can get frustrating when you hear, you're like, but we won. We won by a substantial margin. It's just, it's hard to get too excited from that because they were without a man for most of the match. Yeah. You got to put in, you got to put the whole game into context. You got to look at the whole picture. Mm. So, yes, you're playing against Penrith and they are the best team in the competition currently and they were always going to play to the end. They weren't going to throw the towel in. Mm. That's just not, what they are and what they're about, but you were playing against twelve men, and they were without their their most uh, important player, mm. Nathan Cleary, and to, and to only score four points that that that's a concerning thing. Mm. Now we're just we're not having a crack of parry here, but yeah. just, we're just talking about what we what we witnessed. Yeah, and it's because we have high standards for para. Like if they were a lower tier team, we'd be like great win, great win. Yeah, of course. But if, if they're, they're struggling on the bottom, yeah, you're going but, great win, got the job done. Yeah. Um, but top tier, you want them to put that away. And really important match. Mm. Like so, this is mainly are a team that are trying to break into the top eight, mm. and and Parramatta are a side that are trying to hold on to that position. So if they if they lose a few in these last five rounds, like Ooh. this is a team that could actually, if they drop this to Manly, Manly are one of the teams that could actually leapfrog them mm. into the top eight and and, and push Parramatta out. So if, if they if they come in and win um, against Manly. You can almost say they they've got one foot in the door yeah. of the finals because tough. It, it just is, makes it a little bit easier. Yeah, but the tough thing is, is that you know, in regards to ladder positions, Manly's one of the lower teams they're playing this, in this run in. Parrot Eels run home. Yes, outside of maybe one team is tough as anything. Well, it's tough. Yeah. Well, they take on um, obviously Manly this week, but then they got the Rabbits, Dogs. Dogs are in. Great form. Beat, them, beat them earlier this year. The dogs <laughs> great did. form. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. Yeah, and then and then Broncos storm to finish. So basically, outside of dogs, this is the the ladder. Not I'm not saying the easiest in terms of personnel, but ladder. Mm. This is the easiest game they're having on the run in. That's right. So it's a tough, tough, really, really hard for the Eels right now. They've got to 
get the wins where they can to yep. keep themselves in the eight. <laughs> yeah, you could almost say this is almost the most important one mm. in in the last five rounds. Yep, is to just try and put if they can beat Manly, they put a little buffer yeah. between them because they're one side. Manly and Canberra, I feel, are the two teams outside the eight now that could force their way into the top eight with with results. Agreed. Agreed. So I think this is going to be a cracking match because there's so much on the line. Brad Arthur would be aware of this. Manly would be aware also that if they don't get the win here, it's going to be very hard to make the eight. Uh, now, on to South Sydney Rabbitohs versus the New Zealand Warriors, 3 p.m. Saturday at Sunshine Coast Stadium. Mm-hmm. Tane Milne returns from a finger injury at centre in place of Jed Cartwright. Tom Burgess are out with suspension and is replaced by Mark Nichols. New Zealand Warriors team, Chanel Tavita Harris, uh, sorry, Harris Tavita is out with injury. Wade Egan starts in the sixth jersey. Mm. Freddie Lussick starts at hooker. Aitken moves to the centre with Aaron Pompey, Pompey out. Pompey out. Pompey, yep. And Aaron Panay, Bailey Sirinan, Jack Murchie all return to the bench while Josh Curran moves to the bench and Jazz Tavanga is out with injury. How do you see this game going, Smithy? Uh, yeah, look, I was... Rabbits were, were pretty good last week. I know they got done in um, dusted in Golden Point against the Sharkies, but you know as we we mentioned earlier, Sharkies are travelling nicely, so to take them all the way to Golden Point, um, I think that was a good effort. Still on the up with Latrell being back, and mm. um, I think they still got improvement. I I think mm. this is um, this will be a victory to the Rabbitohs. I mm. feel. Yeah. I feel it's on the Sunshine Coast. This one. This game. Beautiful place. Play at sunny Coast. Coast Stadium. Should be nice and sunny. Mm. Um, playing Saturday or oh, Saturday Arvo. So beautiful time to play. Little nice little breeze coming off the off the beach there. I'll tell you what, the beers will taste a lot sweeter <laughs> if you get the win. <laughs> Up at Sunny Coast, you get the win, they'll taste a lot nicer, boys. They will. Um just with Warriors quickly. Now I've had I personally am a bit concerned with him next year, but I've had yeah. some fans push back against that and say, hang on a sec, we're getting Charles Nickel Cluckster. Yep. We're getting uh Tomato Martin. Yep. But my worry is, is that like, have they recruited well enough to replace guys like Reese Walsh, Lodge, Ewan Aiken, who are, and and also Harris Tavita? Do you think that they've recruited well enough to cover that, or do you think they may struggle next year? No, I think I think they'll be much better than what they have been. Okay, um, just just by the pure fact of being at home. Okay, because they're going home. Yeah. So I, I like the fact that they'll be playing. They'll be living in their houses in New Zealand. They'll be around family and friends. You know, the familiarity of, of being back in, in Auckland, being based in Auckland. Mm. Playing in front of their home fans makes a huge difference. Um, I, I think they'll be better for, just for that alone. Mm. Well, it is interesting because the games they've played at home have been quite competitive Yeah, just this year alone. Yeah, of course. So it's a good point. Uh, but what, roster-wise, yep. take out the, the home thing. Do you think yeah, roster-wise well, it's, well? it's hard to replace a guy... Um, like Reese Walsh at mm. fullback, like because he he is one of the the young superstars in our game, and mm. he's just he's yeah he's such a a, a good young player. Um, but Tamari Martin, like he returning from what incredible, uh, you know his his um, issue health issues that he had, I thought he was fantastic for the Broncos when mm. he come back and, and put on the yeah. one jersey. He's yeah. so good, like he's been a huge part of their rebound from where they were last couple of seasons yep. up to this year. You know, pushing for a top four position. Um, been injured of late, but I think, um, yeah, I think he's been fantastic. So he'll he'll not only take the class that he has, but also the experience mm. of of the amount of games that he's played. And he's played in some big games too. You got to remember Tamari Martin. Yeah. he's played in grand finals and um, played some high quality football games. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And and you're right. It's just that silkiness that he has. He mm. just has. And 
when you came into the Broncos, you could see how much we missed a nice, silky ball player. Now, Tessie New is definitely getting closer to better ball playing for yes. sure. Yep. Um, but Tomato Martin really, really like the, the, just the class at the back there. You yeah. need it now. You can't, you can't not have it. Yeah. Like I think he played like what was it one or two? It was like might have been his second game back, maybe. And like he picked up man of the match. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like he's he's a quality footballer. So I think they'll they'll really they'll benefit from him being in that one jersey. Uh, now, on to Raiders v. the Penny Panthers. Ooh, big one. This is a huge, huge game. Jordan Rapana returns from suspension on the wing. So, Albert Hopawadi moves to 18th man. Penrith Panthers, Cleary is out with suspension. So, Sean O'Sullivan moves to halfback. Sol- uh, Salmon starts at 5'8", Jermaine Salmon. Uh, Stephen Crichton returns from se- uh, to centre. Mm-hmm. And Mitch Kenny returns on the bench. This is going to be a cracking match yeah. because it's all on the line for the Raiders. Yeah, it is. And I, and I think Ricky will have him up for this one. He will be just having their eyes spinning in their heads, I reckon, mm. for this one. Just talking about you know, their current situation, what's on, what's at stake for them. You know, they really need to push now mm. um, to be able to try and you know make it into the top eight and, and be a part of the final series. And also, they're playing Penrith. Like he'll be just talking. The message will be, "Hey, fellas, like this. These are, this is the benchmark. Mm. Like, where are we at right now? Mm. No better time. And and I'll just be, he'll be licking his chops with the opportunity to play this team without Cleary and Luai yep. as well. And he'll be, he'll be he'll be telling his players like, let's, hey boys, no better time to get these blokes than right now. Mm. No Lu, Luai, no Cleary. We're playing at home." We're playing for an opportunity to, to get ourselves in the finals. I think it will have them right up for this one. Right up for it. Yeah, you're totally right. Like, these kind of games, Ricky loves them, you know? Like, oh, he loves Against it. the big dogs. Got play, got a couple of players out, but their forward pack is still all there. So, you know it's going to be an absolute, you know. And, and that like, for, for the Raiders, I, like... Some people don't like looking too far ahead. I remember like Belly, like Craig Bellamy, he's like, no, nah, just day at a time, game at a time. I don't even like he doesn't even know who the Storm playing week really? after. Like, wow. so he'll just have them set for this week, right? Yeah, he he'll have them set for the Titans, and he doesn't know who they're playing next week. That's incredible. But if I'm playing for Canberra, right, I'm looking at this match going, hey, great opportunity, love to knock off the reigning premiers at home, mm. even though they're 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 down on a couple of their superstars. A win's a win, okay? they still got a great football side. We've seen that last week. Mm. After that, though, this is what's coming afterwards. They take on St. George at home. So they got the next fortnight at home. Yep. Then they play Newcastle. Wow. Then Manly at home. Mm. And then West Tigers. So I'd be saying, hey, boys. <laughs> this is it. Let's go. Yeah. Five games. Let's get ourselves in, in in this finals and let's get in there and just let's cause some havoc. Yeah, and they really could cause some havoc. Seriously, that's what I mean. Yeah, they like, got nothing to lose. They're not even, they're not in the eight currently. They are sitting ninth. Mm. They just hey boys, let's cause some havoc, mm. mate. Ricky, but I'm tipping Penrith. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Um, <laughs> yeah, I might go. I might go Raiders. I don't know. Raiders don't at know. home. Oh, yeah, Raiders at home. Yep. I just pip them. Uh, it's going to be a great game. But I'll tell you what, it wouldn't shock me. Mm. But put it that way, I, I won't be surprised after when this match wraps up um, at you know, about 7.30 on Saturday to, to see the Raiders get a victory. But I'm going to tip Penrith. It's a, I find it hard to knock proven champion sides. Mm. 
Absolutely, absolutely. Now I've got some texts here. I mean, they're going hard, Smith. The Eels fans, they oh, don't no. like it. Oh, no. Did you watch the game, boys? Question mark. Cleary goes off at the 18th minute mark. It was technically the 17th minute mark. Uh, <laughs> score was 12-4, <laughs> the Eels. So another 22 points scored with 12 men. Yeah, I mean, look, I get what you're saying, but then there's 40 minutes where they got beaten. Yeah. So... It's it's all again. It's it's about like I can't. What I'm I can't understand is how, as a fan, you um, you can't see that that's a problem. Like that's a concern. Yeah. Um, but hey, each their own. To each their own. Uh, and also, I think also, if let's say the Eels had a really consistent year and this happened, you'd be like, yeah, it's no big deal, whatever. Mm. The problem is, is they're super inconsistent, and this is their this is their actual problem. They get up against the best teams in the comp. That's right. And then the teams at the bottom, they've beaten, be, been beaten by the Tigers, the Bulldogs. They've struggled. They've, you know, so, uh, yeah, look, hey, each your own. I'm glad you're happy with the boys. Hopefully yep. they can uh, bounce back this week. Yes. Um, lads, hearing that uh, young Isaac Thompson will debut this weekend in the centres for the Rabbitohs. I haven't heard Ooh. that at all. Yeah, he is. Oh, no, oh okay. The rumours are. he's Rumours. So Isaac Thompson, is he a young gun? Is he a... Is he is well Isaac Thompson? Massive congratulations. So who would doing. he who would he be coming in for though? Well, you got well Tane Milner was supposed to come in for Cartwright. Yeah, well, I'm pretty I thought sure. He was named, eh? Yeah. So mm. who knows? Who anyway, knows? Keep hey, keep an eye on it. Might now, see another young gun playing. He might make it onto the uh, Bailey's, Bailey's ladders. ladders. Yeah, next young week. Young gun climbing the Mate, ladder. Absolutely. Uh, to the goat and the beak. Should we consider two refs again to help with managing? the ruck and penalizing hip drops etc mm. the game has sped up and the red has plenty to what the ref has plenty to watch already go broncos tony uh, i think Landy's has come out you know quite sternly and said we will not be going back to two refs yeah so, can we can we just simplify the rules then mm. let's just do that mm. i reckon we can do that yeah i reckon that'll be the easiest way to to take away some of the issues with well, t- I tell you what, a bit of a tough gig is a ref when you not only lose a ref that's helping you, but then you have three or four rule changes. Oh, yeah. Like you're literally piling on. And then you've got someone in your ear constantly too. Um, okay. Now, we're going to head to a break. After the break, we're going to get to more previews. And I, I can't wait to get to the Dragons preview because the Dragons are in a very interesting spot. Very mm. interesting spot. Make sure to call in one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Text oh four five seven seven three six seven three six, and we'll see you on the other side. Holy schnitz! Time now for the sporting highlight of the week. Thanks to Schnitz, home of fresh, golden, handcrafted schnitzels. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith, and as you just heard, it's time now. For holy schnitz, the greatest schnitzels in all the land. Get down to your local schnitz. They're beautiful. I'm telling you right now. They've got these little wraps. Mm. So if you don't want a big burger, no. a little tiny wrap. If you just a, need a little nibble. little nibble. They're my favorite. I love them. Matter of fact, they're all my favorite. The chips are absolutely beautiful. But this weekend, Smithy, yes. I'm sitting back. Okay. And I'm going, yeah, go Broncos. Yes, yeah, how yes, good's yes. life? Yep. We're playing so well. Yep. And then it hit the 80th minute mark. And we didn't win. And oh, I yelled, holy schnitz, how do we get beaten by the Tigers when we're going so well? And you were sitting fourth. Sitting fourth. Now we're out of the four. And Tigers were? Last. Last. Unbelievable. No, not anymore. Not anymore. Thanks to the great Broncos. holy schnitz moment by Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> so, Smitty, I tell you what, I felt similar. Not as, not as hurt. Dramatic. Yeah, okay. 
Um, I'll tell you where where it was a very dramatic moment for me, and I actually nearly said holy schnitz, um, <laughs> along with my colleague Andrew Johns, mm. was we were commentating the uh, the Parramatta Penrith game, and when Nathan Cleary tipped uh, Dylan Brown on his head, oh, I think the nation yelled holy schnitz. Yeah. So and and just thinking not just for that tackle because it was it wasn't great, it, mm. it didn't look good, result wasn't great. Um, but straight away thinking, wow, like the ramifications, ramifications yeah. for the footy side, mm. um, and just uh, also off the back of Carl Lawton, he got five. Yeah, thinking, wow, this is. Ah, uh, sorry, he got yeah five. Yeah, five. I think yeah. it was four or five. Um, actually, I think uh, maybe actually he got four because of his yes, good it was four, or yeah, four. Yeah. It was four. You're right. And then straight away we're thinking, mate, that's minimum four. Yeah. Very similar tackles. Mm. Uh, very similar result. Where ended up sort of in an awkward position. So yeah, that that was my holy schnitz moment oh, of the week. What a moment! And as you said, I think a lot of people around the country shared that same moment. And I, like players these days, surely they've got to think, oh man, like I'm going to get hounded in the media on social media. I'm going to get smashed. Like yeah, it's a mm. whole another ball game. Oh, and, and again, look, I'm, he absolutely should have been suspended for the period he did. Yep. But like when things like that happen, I'm sure players sit there go, oh. Like, yeah, or you could see straight away as soon as he went bang, went down to that. You could see he put his head in his hands, yeah, and he knew all of everything was coming. Yeah, um, so he'll be back better than ever. I tell you what, I motivated Nathan Cleary after the origin loss, and then obviously this. Yep, it's going to be a scary sight come finals footy. We're going to head to a break, and then after the break, we've got still, still got some great games of footy to preview. We'll see you on the other side. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Make sure to give us a follow at SEN League. I know you're sitting there, you're listening, you're at work, you're driving, or you're in the gym. Just take two seconds, you head over to Instagram, give at SEN League a follow, and uh, that's where you can get all your footy news and stay up to date with the Captain's Run, Morning Glory. There's plenty of the best footy personalities are on SEN, so make sure to head over there, give it a follow, and it helps the show. It helps the show. Now, we've got a huge game, Sharky's versus the Dragons. Now, some would say, look, it's going to be tough for the Dragons to make the eight, but I'm pretty sure it's still technically possible. Uh, we've got some big ins as well and some big outs. We've got Will Kennedy, who for me, he just continues to fly under the radar as a high, high quality fullback, but he's out with an ankle injury. How long is he out for, though, Kemi? Yeah, they, I think it's a, he was out for quite a lengthy time. I thought it was right? around four to four to six weeks. Yeah, that's big. So big. very, very tough loss, but... Kay Dykes has been named to make his NRL debut, and there's big raps on this kid. Big, big raps. I mean, he's got to be pretty good because Lockie Miller made his debut oh, and killed it. Titans. And killed it. It was outstanding. So for this guy to be able to make his debut as a youngster coming through, they wow. must have big raps on him. Now, I've heard that uh, Kay Dykes has been playing fullback at Q- uh, New South Wales Cup level. Yep. And Lockie Miller has played six, so maybe that's why Lockie Miller wasn't called is, in. Is he in relation to Adam Dykes? I think so. Son? I think so. Yeah, that's his son. That's his son. There you go. Well, uh, massive congratulations to Dykes, but look out for him. He's He's got a lot of wraps on him. Royce Hunt is out with a shoulder injury. Brad, Brad, uh, Braden hamlin Ueli starts, and Braden Trindle joins the bench. St. George Dragons. Uh, Coach Anthony Griffin has named the same 17 that lost to the Cowboys, and we actually have a text here from Olive. Uh, Oliver. I am unhappy Dragon supporter. What do you think they should do moving forward? I think we desperately need a rebuild, get rid of some of the older players and start fresh with some upcoming players and a new coach. It oh. may take a few years, but <laughs> may be worth the wait. Hook wanted a quick fix, but it's not working. Dragon, Oliver. Mm. 
Well, we've spoken a fair bit about the Dragon situation. Mm. And we've spoken about coaches and giving them an opportunity to, to start building something of their own. Like, how long's Hook been in for now? Year oh, and a half? Mate, year and a half. So it's not long. Mm. You know what I mean? I, I think he's not a magician. It's, it's hard to sort of get something going after a season and a half of football. It's hard to set standards. That but, takes long. Yeah, particularly when you when you take on a side that really you haven't put together, of, mm. like your own squad. Mm. And I know there's we we need results now. Everything wants everyone wants results now. We want we want games winning. We want to be finals bound. We want to be premiers. We all want it mm. now. But it, unfortunately, it just doesn't happen that way. Mm. It just doesn't happen that way. Yeah. Um. You need time with 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 players. You need time not just with the individuals but with the groups to put together what you believe is the right path mm. and, and, the, and the right sort of um, structure around your footy team that you can go and, and do something really good with that certain squad. Mm. Now, it's really hard with like salary caps and all that sort of stuff to try and uh, maintain a squad for, let's say, over three or four years mm. because there's always players moving and, and retiring and all this type of stuff. But a year and a half, I think, yeah, I think they need to give Hook a bit more of an opportunity. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I, I can't think. I, I, I couldn't think they could come to the end of this season and say, "Mate, see you later." And look, has the year been a resounding success? No, but has it been a failure? I don't think so. I think the Dragons are kind of where their squad is at. Like, it, when it comes to the table and the talent in their squad, I think they're there or thereabouts. And you have to remember, mm-hmm. like, little things haven't gone their way. So, for example, a key position in fullback in Sloan. Yep, he didn't kick on the way they thought he would. Amon has taken a little bit longer to ease into things. So I, I think personally, I understand your frustration, um, but oh, I think Hook deserves an, another year or two to get the systems in board, yep. uh, on board and also set the stand, like to set, I know we talk about the, the word culture. It's so annoying to fans and we say it and what does it even mean? But to set standards, it's, it's longer than a preseason, yeah. it, you know, we're talking years in the, the yeah. reason why, I mean, not to speak for you, Smithy, but the reason why the storm is so good is because the standards that have been set for so many years. Yep. So that when someone walks in there, it's almost plug and play. But yep. when you guys first started, wasn't that easy? Was you? you I think <laughs> what you come, uh, you missed the eight. No, no, no. Well, so, so Craig's so Craig's first year, we finished fifth. Yep. And then I think oh uh, three was at oh four. I think we might have been sixth. Yep. And then oh five, I think we might have been like fifth again. So three years. I mean, still good, really good. Yeah, yeah. That. Well, well, essentially, it took us like our fourth year. Craig's fourth year was really when we cemented ourselves in the top four. Yeah, and became a powerhouse. Yeah, and ever since then, yeah, you know, dominated. Yeah, and so That's even four years, it was the fourth year. Yeah, of the, his of his term at the club. Yeah, the <laughs> the greatest player developer we've ever seen, mm. ever seen, and it still took. Again, you know, he was still coming fifth, which is incredible. But yeah. you know, I get pe- people. I assume are listening are getting my drift because if you're not, that's bad. I shouldn't be a radio host. Um, <laughs> and, and you go, hey mate, this is a derby too. Yeah, these two sides do not like each other, mm. so it should be a great contest. If you know St George can't get up for this one, then you should be a little bit upset with your footy side. But they'll be up for this one to take on the Sharkies. Why not? Why not take a scalp? Why not take a scalp? Why not? Honestly, and mathematically, they can still make it. They can still make it. Yep. So let's not think. You know. If you're a Saints supporter or um, you know, you're looking at St. George Illawarra thinking, oh, they're, they're gone, put mm. a line through them. Mathematically, they can still make it. They're on the same points as Manly. Yep. So basically, if Eels really, really struggle, yep. 
they can, I mean, not even eels. I mean, you rabbit eyes or roosters can yep. both really struggle. So it's absolutely a possibility. Now, quickly, Smithy. Yes. In your mind's eye, are the Sharkies, can you imagine the Sharkies lifting the trophy at the end of the year? Uh, I can. They're looking pretty good, I reckon. I, I, I can I can see them doing it. Um, I'm not I'm not having them as a lock mm. <laughs> to yeah, say yeah, they will. Sure. I still feel it's it's Penrith mm. is the team to be beaten. Mm. Uh, followed by well, you'd say the Cowboys. They're playing better than yeah. Melbourne at the moment. Um, and then you'd have Melbourne sort of Broncos, which is natural. Like they're the they're the sort of mm. top. Four Crazy thing is those Sharks beat the Cowboys. Well, no, no, but but I'm saying like outside of Sharks. Yeah, okay, sorry. Okay, sorry. but but it's not. It wouldn't be the craziest idea. Mm, I to, agree to see that happening like that. And and I said out of all those teams, whether it be you know, you know, good publicity or poor publicity, you know, like the Storm at the moment, everyone's saying, oh, they're, they're gone, they're mm. gone. What's going on there? They're not the team, and blah blah blah. Penrith um, talking up, you know, unstoppable, unbeatable. Hit a little ro- speed bump at the moment with Cleary and Luai out. Um, Everyone's talking up the Cowboys, even the Broncos. Like, how good are they going? And fantastic. Mm. Not one thing's been said about Cronulla. Yeah, they're flying they're on the third. radar. Yeah. They are third on the ladder. And they beat second at home. That's right. So they're the real deal. And mm. I, I just, I mean, Fitzgibbon, I, I sing his praises and enough. But seriously, him and Toddy Payton, what an incredible achievement both yeah. these guys have achieved. I wonder if either of those two may be coach of the year. I'd say Toddy right now. Yeah. To go from 15th. To second, yep. I think you'd give it to Toddy. Yep, true. But seriously, you, you couldn't go wrong. I even think, and I know I've got Broncos wise, but I think Kevy deserves at least a mention. Kev. Great Kevy Walters. <laughs> took us from 14th. Yeah, absolutely. You know, now we're well, in the top he'd five. be in the nominations. Surely he is the great Kevy Walters. Yep. How do you see this game playing out? Do you think the, the Sharkies get it done? I think Sharkies. Yeah, I think what they'll, what they'll be trying to do is just, hey, listen, we're coming into the business end of the year. Big out Will Kennedy because I think he's been fantastic yeah. this year. Um, but I think they just need to consolidate now. Five games to go. Let's start getting, let's start yeah. getting our business right. Absolutely, we can't afford to be lackadaisical against the, the lower place teams. Mm, totally agree. And uh, look, I'm not picking not favourites anymore because I got both my Smokies wrong last week. So I've lost me confidence, Smithy. Dangerous. Lost me confidence. I'm going Sharkies for the win. We're going to head to a break. Then we're going to come back and uh, preview Sunday's game. How good is Sunday Avo footy? It doesn't get much better. So make sure to stay tuned and we'll see you on the other side. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Now, we've got two games to go, the Sunday games. That, I mean, look, we've got Knights versus Tigers later on. But earlier on, we've got the Bulldogs versus Cowboys. And Doggies fans get excited because I'm going out on a limit. I'm saying if they had a start of the year with this same setup, with this same energy, I personally believe they would be fighting for the eight. I think they're playing. I know they've won against teams that are a bit lower. Yep. But they have beaten Para, so it's not like it's out of realm of possibility. Mm. I personally believe the the Bulldogs right now are playing a high enough quality football to be challenging for the eight. And I think Doggies fans should be super excited for next year. How do you see this game playing out? Um, look, I think now with where the Cowboys are at, <clears throat> coming off a strong victory last mm. week as well. I think they win this game. This is being played Bundy. Bundaberg. Oh, Bundaberg. Yeah, playing a Bundaberg, mate. It's so um, taking the game to the country. The Doggies boys are. Uh, Salter Oval, actually. 2 p.m. Sunday. It'll be nice and warm. Oh, it'll be very, be very warm. and warm and humid. humid. as anything. Oh. Um, so we may see a little bit of drop ball. Don't know. See, see, see what the conditions are. 
Um, but I think the Cowboys get this one done. He, mm. um, Kyle felt he's out for a couple of, couple of games with hamstring injuries. Were p- replaced by the hammer oh, on the not, wing. Not a bad replacement. Not a bad replacement. State of origin player. Mm. Uh, Mick Potter, though, named the, the same 17 that, uh, that beat the Newcastle Knights last week. And they, Doggies beat the Cowboys this year. Round one. Oh, wow. Okay, okay. So there's been so much footy played and so that many things like happened. a lifetime ago, That's that I mean. weather game. So you sort of forget about this one, but um, they they got their season off to a win. A one from one, the Doggies. Mm. A lot of things went wrong after that, but <laughs> they lost a coach and lost a lot of games. Mm. But they're playing some good footy now. And uh, Mick Potter, he's just got them up and about. And, and Do you think really we're seeing the research? Like, I'm not saying they're going to win a premiership next year. No. But do you think they've finally lifted themselves off the campus as a club? Oh, well, they've, they've certainly shown that in, in certain games that they played. Mm. And the, the now, people no, they've the, been able to recruit. The, the players are asking for Mick Potter to stay on. Oh, I mean, that, they should that's, be. That's right. Look how much they've I've, responded. I think I've heard that. Like, yeah, well, why not? He's got a positive response from them. So yeah. why not keep a guy on? Um, for another twelve months, who's been able to get those the the well those players and, and this team to improve from where they were when he took over? Mm. But they beat them in round one. Um, I just I just don't think that that'll happen again this mm. week. I, I I just put I put the Cowboys in the same boat as the Sharks, where hey boys, we need to start like getting getting our minds ready and prepared for these final series. Mm. We need to be winning these games. Ruthless. They need to be ruthless. Ruthless. Great word. I um, like it. Yep. Yeah. They are just they need to be going into games going, whether it's Penny Panthers don't care sitting across from us, or the doggies or the tigers or the titans. We need to be abs- we need to make it so uncomfortable for them that regardless they feel like they're in they're in a grand final match. Yes. You know what I mean? Like yep. they, they need to walk off the doggies need to walk off the field going Holy that, that was an origin type style yeah. game. And that yep. that's where I think that I agree with totally agree with you. The Cowboys, they've got the squad, they've proven it. Now it's about the business end of the season. It's about delivering. Everything else before really does not matter. Yep. Um, so, look, really, really, really good uh, signs for the Cowboys. I will say that I'm excited for the Doggies. I think they're playing an incredible yeah, brand of footy. Absolutely. You know, I think Josh Adokar has been amazing for them. Mm-hmm. Their recruitment is incredible. They've got Kikau and Marnie coming next year. Wow. I mean, very exciting time for the Doggies. Cowboys fans, as I said, yep. you know. Wow. And, they, and they need to win these ones. Like the Cowboys, like they need to win these matches that they should be winning and everyone expects them to win. Like they should expect to win this one because you got to remember like Sharky's sitting third, hot on their heels. Okay. If they drop a couple of these ones that they shouldn't lose, then all of a sudden they, if they finish third, they give up home field advantage yeah, which in that massive. first week. Yep. So you, if you think, let's just say the top four don't change. If they play the Sharks first week of the finals, where do you want to play? Do you want to play in Townsville or do you want to play at Shark Park in Sydney? Oh, yeah, <laughs> massive difference. It's just heavy track down in yeah, Shark oh, Park. No, it's like, just a different environment. No, nah, thanks. Um, now, onto the Tigers versus the Newey Knights. Now, I will say, if the Newey Knights can't rev up for their, their brother in Clemmer, oh, Clem. I don't know what, what's going on there. Surely, do you think that the Newey Knights are going to get up and... and because he's a he's a he's a locked player in the in the squad. Yeah. Well, I just you you want to see some yeah some fight, some go in the Newcastle players. But Surely. looking at the West Tigers, going they had what about their last fortnight? It's been incredible. Oh, they had a bludger of a decision against them um, when they played the Cowboys. Should have beat them, mm-hmm. and then they took on the Broncos, beat them. Yep, convincingly like, like in the end. comfortably. Mm. 
uh, were going away from them. And uh, Adam Dewey, how good? They're just, oh, how good. Loved his try. Loved his try when he just took them on off the scrum. Yep. Seeing that space, the, I forget who he was defending. Was it Ezra Mam? Ezra Mam was it? Yep. Yeah, he was too. Yeah, he was just too wide. Defended just a little bit too wide from the scrum. And you, you could see they, they went to a high shot um, as the ball was being fed into the scrum. And you see Dewey, he, he spotted it. Yeah. He's just creeping up, creeping up. He, he just said, like, give me the ball. Yeah. Give me the ball and I'll score here. Yeah. So I love seeing that from halves. Broncos were um, too honest there. They should have got offside. Well, every other team does. I know. Every other team does. I'm like, just just get offside. Last time you'll see him wait in the scrum. Oh, absolutely. That, do you feel like, with, just with, quickly with the scrum, do we need to do something about that? Maybe give a penalty instead of just a six again? Because every team is just offside and we're wasting a scrum. Uh, well, you can, but it doesn't really, it's no real difference because it's a scrum penalty. So it's a differential. They can't take two points or nothing but, like that. But that's what I'm saying, though. Like, if, if we, Are if, you saying it shouldn't be a, like a differential? Like it should just be penalty, do what you want. Penalty, you can take a kick to goal or you can kick out or whatever. Mm. Um, because I just think that play, teams are intentionally offside. Like, it's, for example, in that game, the reason why it's fresh in my mind, in that game, literally yep. the set before, yep. the Tigers were intentionally offside. Yeah, absolutely. And so I just wonder whether it's almost a professional foul. It's on your line. Yeah. You're intentionally doing it. Yep. And I, look, I'm not saying that Tigers are the only ones. Every club does it. So I'm yeah. not – Tigers with the better it's, side. It's, it's, hard to, it's hard to sort of now like try and introduce another rule for yeah. that because every you look, you look at every sport, Kempi, there's intentional fouls everywhere. Yeah. Like you look at basketball. Mm. Like when teams are trying to – you know, in the last sort of like minute of play in the fourth quarter, if it's, if it's tight, like they, they foul, yeah. intentional fouls. Mm. Um, soccer happens in soccer. Like if, if someone – if a defender knows that – there's a striker running onto a, a long pass. Like, they grab a hold of the jersey, yeah. hold onto him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, I don't know. Yeah, it's a tough one. Tough it's one. a tough one. I just like what he did. Um, and I'm tipping the Tigers. You're tipping the Tigers? Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. Oh, they've been playing good. I know Jackson Hastings is out now, and he's been great, but I think they beat Newcastle. Okay. Tigers to get the win. Now, we're going to head to a break. After the break, we'll get to your text. We'll see you on the other side. Welcome back to the captain's run. Time now for the tips at the end of the the, uh, the, the show. We're going to run through the tips real quickly. Smithy, what do we got this week? We've got the Roosters versus the Broncos. Here you go. Um, I've got Roosters. Roosters at home, mate. Oh, that hurts, Sorry. mate. That hurts. You? I'm going Broncos, mate. Okay. Broncos. Yep. okay. Storm versus Titans. Uh, Storm. Look, this is, uh, this is not spiteful, but I'm going to Titans. Oh, I'm not doing oh, it out of spot. I'm not doing it out of spot, mate. I just I believe in the boys. I okay. reckon they'll get up. In Melbourne? Yeah, look, I reckon they've got a lot to they've play for. They've done it before. <laughs> they've done it. They have. Long time ago, but they have done it. They've beaten Melbourne down there. Seagulls, Eels. Um, I am going to say, I'm going to say Manly. Yeah, I reckon too. I reckon too. Rabbitohs, Warriors. Oh, i got the Rabbits. Raiders, Panthers. Uh, Penrith, in a really close game. Wouldn't be shocked if Raiders win it though, you? Uh, You've said Raiders. Uh, Raiders, Raiders. Yep. Sharks, Dragons. Uh, Sharkies. Bulldogs, Cowboys. I'm going to go the Cows. Tigers, Knights. Uh, uh, the misery is going to continue for Knights, unfortunately. I'm going to go Ooh, Tigers. Tough week. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We really, really appreciate it. Make sure to follow us on SEN League. Subscribe to us on a podcast, Apple and Spotify, and we'll see you next week. See you next week.